0: Jared and RJ From Renoir to Curaça
1: This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. How hot is it? And we're just two guys who have no other choice than able to creep our way through the Criterion collection, one spine number at a time, in order to release this week. We're good old working class astronauts taking on the ego as we watch spine fifty three in the Criterion Jeez. Laserdisc collection. Fred Wilcox's Forbidden Planet from nineteen fifty six. But first. It's piping hot.
0: How, yesterday, how hot is it?
1: Yesterday, on my uh, walk around the lake with a pal of mine, mm-hmm. it was like being in an oven, just sitting out. <laughs> it's just like it's just warm. It's just like oh, it's like a warm bath constantly, what? and you're, you're like oh, that sounds not bad. But it's like no, it's. But I've got my clothes on. It's not comfortable, and then a breeze comes up, and it's just blowing hot air. It's, just, it's just like now you have like a hair dryer on you. Hmm. full 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 body length how how how
2: uh, how hot do you think it was do you think it was really hot jared uh
1: a bit a bit much a bit much and then it got a little overcast and then i think like the wind came up no then the wind came up uh like like two in the morning the wind came
2: up at two in the morning
1: yeah it was really windy all of a sudden I thought maybe that maybe that'd be the tornado, the night tornado.
2: Night tornadoes—that'd be a cool name for a band.
1: That's that is my band.
2: Yeah, that what kind a, of music
1: do you play? That—that that, that was a plug.
2: German ska. Uh,
1: German ska. Uh, uh more um, country funk.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think that's what Elliot Smith is filed under. Is country yeah. funk.
1: <laughs> country funk. Uh, yeah. there's a there's a country a compilation. Country Funk, nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy five. Okay, it's got uh the big Mac hitters. Mac Davis, of uh, course. De- Dennis the Fox, of course. Gray Fox, Dale yeah. Hawkins, yeah. Bobby Gentry, yeah. Larry of John Wilson, Johnny yeah. Adams, John Randolph, oh, Johnny Mar, Adams. They got two. Hey, okay. They got him. Jim Ford, Bobby Charles. Holy shit, Bobby oh. Darren. The Bobby Charles. Yeah, that's right. And Link Ray. A song called "Fire and Brimstone." I'm gonna, I'm gonna play for myself right this very moment.
2: Okay, you can play for yourself this very moment. While you do that, I sent you two pictures. You can tell me which one you would prefer for the, for the
1: Wednesday post. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. This is actually pretty good.
0: <laughs> it's like, whoa, country like funk. That. I'm sure it's good.
1: Yeah, it's actually.
2: This is the time where listeners out there pause. The the podcast, so Uh, that they can uh, uh, (laughs) they can look up country funk also.
1: That's right. There's a ooh by uh, by Tony Joe White. There's a a song called Stud Spider.
2: Stud Spider by Tony Jai Courtney. Did you say Tony
1: Joe White? Oh okay okay. Whoa! Uh, It starts off with stud.
2: Stud. So are you? You're gonna include country funk in this tonight's stood. episode, right? Oh, it's it's
1: stud spider.
2: Oh, I see. I see.
1: Not bad. Mm-hmm. I got I, like I say, I might have to give this a whirl later instead of listening to uh, dudes talk about Warhammer.
2: Well, I mean, is, yeah. There's nothing better than painting well, minifigs than country. It's
1: true. Funk. Well, see, what happens is uh, this one dude, Vince Venturella, he does a live podcast on his show, Warhammer Weekly. He does it the exact same time that we're recording, so I can never listen to it live. Uh oh. Well, we so could I've always. Was, just but I always just listen to it after. Podcast. That's true. That would be a great solution here at episode 350. Ooh. Whoa! Feels like it's taken a long time to get there. We've had a lot of skip weeks, delays, mm-hmm. life happenings. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, welcome, folks. Welcome to the the big show, three hundred
2: and fifty. Was it worth the, the wait? No, no. Do you I... think there's podcasts where people talk yeah, like okay. this?
1: I think there might be.
2: You you think they're good?
1: Did, did you did you just get off the treadmill?
2: No, I just
1: really happy to be here. I. You know I've seen YouTube videos like this,
0: and I go, man, I get stay like off
1: this. stay off the air, <laughs> but like uh,
2: yeah. i got I got a lot to say. Um... I've
1: got a lot of things I wanna get off my chest, just things this isn't scripted, this is just you know me talking you know I' just i've you know I've been thinking about it for a few days. And uh I you know, I just I just want to share my thoughts with you guys. Um, you mean the world to me. Uh love mm-hmm. you really supporting me on the Patreon, and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it's just it's just important, you know, to get some uh you know, some variety of uh of uh, of opinion out there, you know. And you so think? on. I I I come just across all- these things once in a while. <laughs> it's like holy fuck. I don't think you know we might be not the best, um Online content in the world, but I think I think we're a little better than that
2: like <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that let us that. let us
1: know, folks. you can write into us in uh two more weeks, and you can write right now and we'll read it in two weeks. doesn't matter I mean talk, that's... About, talk about how great or terrible we are,
0: yeah,
2: I think a lot of those ones too also start with first of all, I'd like to apologize for the things I said in <laughs> the del Vista Taco Bell. Those opinions are not shared by the rest of the people, and I
1: don't want this to reflect on the uh, the IP. I,
2: I wasn't in a sound place uh, at the time, and um, I sh- it's just it's difficult to talk about mental health when you are the one affected by these things. And I'm just asking for patience and understanding at this time.
1: So, uh, how many? Uh boxes of uh disney's Lorcana are you buying on friday rj
2: disney's Lorcana?
1: yeah um if you were in the know them? you'd know you're gonna buy all wow all of them uh do you is want that a lot about, uh you, let's see how much that would set you back uh so they're, they're gonna be like what 230 250 a box so
2: okay what's okay what's an Orcana?
1: A lorecana. It's like what? if you take the word lore and arcana and put them together, you get canna. You know, what is that lore-cana? like
2: desirable or?
1: Yeah, I mean, apparently, um, that's it uh, is? we get a lot of at, at the old comic shop. We're getting a lot of interest that way. Um
2: Of lorcana.
1: Lorecana, yeah. This is a uh, you know, it's it's magic, but with Disney characters. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I get to hear a lot about people being Disney families, uh, justifying the fact that they're going to be buying into this for speculative reasons. Um, is it, it's yeah.
2: Disney's own version of Magic, though? so it's not there's like a, in association with Magic. No, in?
1: no, no, no. So yeah, this is a different company as well. It's Ravensburger, who's like a old-timey Burger? board game company. Ravensburger. Ravensburger. Okay. Yeah, Ravensburg, uh, mm-hmm. I guess what it is, uh, they're yeah they make board games and stuff, and now they're dipping their toes into the collectible cod game. Ravensburger is okay. They, they you know you know that board game Labyrinth, remember that one? Where we slide the Labyrinth? pieces around? Yeah, Labyrinth. I know
2: the movie Labyrinth.
1: Yeah, there's like it's like that, but not at all. Nothing it's to not do with like Jim that. Henson. But Ravensburger they're going to this thing, and uh, I don't know, it's Disney, so. People just like it just because that, and they, they think it's good. And it's like, well, it's apparently just like magic. That's fine. People are super into it. But I think they're super into the fact that you can buy a box, potentially get like a 500 to $1,000 card, and there are people who will buy that card immediately from you. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of losing nothing by buying one because it's more than the price of the box is going to be, potentially. It's more
2: than the price of the box?
1: Yeah. Are you so, sure? Oh Yeah. Apparently, right now, as of August fifteenth, yesterday, we'll say. Okay. Um, that yeah, these things were that's like minimum. Uh, there was a guy I know he went down to Gen Con down in America. Hmm. He got himself a a preview box of this stuff, and he happened to pull one of these really, you know, in demand chase cards. Sold it, paid for his whole trip.
2: Uh, I mean, true I true
1: story. So feel, it's like I feel like it's silly. It's silly
2: perpetuate it's silly. that though. Because, I, like, but like people are going to try to do that.
1: You know, they they like, are going to. They're going to do it no matter what. I'm just, I don't know. I just, but... I, I just want people to realize that uh, this is not sustainable. Uh, this company could make as much of it as they want. They mm-hmm. could print it into oblivion, and mm-hmm. uh, then it'll be not worth that much. And people will spend a lot of money, and the 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 scamps who are selling their stuff early on, that they're going to make out. It's all about uh, not they're being caught they're gonna make out with their uh oh God, the st- okay. with, with their with heavy bags you know about heavy bags
2: mm, could you describe it are you, are
1: you familiar with uh, f- uh reddit finances
2: oh oh crypto okay
1: well it's Karma. like that but dude, this is like um lazier than crypto because you don't have to like learn yeah. anything you just have to be like I know what Disney is I know how to buy a pack of cards and open it i can I yeah. can list something on eBay
2: I feel like opening it depreciates the value of the pack of cards. Well,
1: the, the question—well, one of the big questions was whether or not these uh, packs would have first edition printed on them. Because uh, this is like a, oh, a, like a Pokemon thing. You know, Pokemon. People still I into do. that. People still hardcore into Pokemon. Uh, I used that just last week. You know what? People are still looking for Charizards. People still want Charizard in their life.
2: How, how much does uh, that cost? Like a, a Charizard card. No Oh, I it. Well, like,
1: like, it depends which one. There's would like, anyone in Logan, in Logan Paul. Logan, 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 no. Logan Paul's Charizard.
2: Well, I, I know that one was expensive, but like realistically, if someone in, say, Creepsville had one in the 90s, w- that wouldn't have been like a first print, right? Or w- would that have been a. Uh,
1: Potentially. Like a... They were still kicking around, but mostly, uh, most likely it was unlimited.
2: Like in the 90s, though. Like, I mean, Pressed. like when the movie was coming out. Okay, yeah. That's
1: after a while. That's like, like about a year after that the wouldn't have cards. been
2: a true Charizard, right?
1: it would have been yeah potentially oh, there, okay. was there was enough there's a lot of pokemon back then but yeah everyone kind of got into it with unlimited but there is first editions okay. that's stuff's very low print runs unlimited stuff is still like i don't know worth something like first edition crap's worth a little bit unlimited is worth something and people but it's got to be minty that's mm-hmm. where the money is because people get their stuff sent off and graded
2: what uh, if it's got like a slight like bend in it
1: that's that's a problem. There was water a per- uh, there, there was a person trying to uh sell a, a very expensive card that was very clearly damaged. They understood that. But I don't like to uh take anyone Put else's money and risk risk uh not someone not wanting it because it was damaged and you don't want to pay more than what people are willing to pay for it. So
2: what would you pay for it?
1: Nothing. I don't want it. It's damaged. Uh, if I to well, You have money... that magic
2: card that's really that's really like fancy.
1: I do, but So you don't mine, want a mine... Charizard? I don't want a Charizard. I don't care about oh. Charizard.
2: Oh, okay. Interesting.
1: I But you know what? I bet you someone listening out there, they're like, oh, they're talking about Charizard. It's Charizard! I mean, I had a
2: ton of Pokemon cards. I, I was just talking to a friend of the show, Ryan Nagle about to uh, Pokemon cards. Uh, oh, not, like, n- n- not even days ago, Jared. Wow. No, not even but, days ago. Yeah,
0: I,
1: can't, I can't believe he had that time to talk to you. I mean, he's got that family to feed. <laughs>
2: Well, he does, he does, but uh, he, uh, he, uh, he put them to bed. You know what
1: I mean? Oh, okay, after he fed them.
2: Yeah, yeah, so uh, when they were sleeping, then he could talk to me about uh, Pokemon cards, and uh, he still has all his, and... Uh, That's good. I, uh, I unfortunately don't, which is too bad, because oh, I, I, I think I had a pretty... That sounds about right. I have, like... Well, so here's the thing. Like, my mom was pretty good. She, she didn't throw out a lot of our stuff, like when we lived in her family home, but, like, when she moved... Because, like, it was, like, a house for, like, a family of eight, and it was just her. So, when she moved to a smaller house, a lot of it didn't make the cut. And that was, like, when I was, like, not living in Canada. So, uh, she kept a lot of stuff. Like, I still have all my video game, which is really nice. But, like, what we did have forever was I had all the cardboard boxes to all my video games. And
1: those didn't Ooh.
2: make it. Do you know what I that's mean? A,
1: that's a bummer.
2: I know. I know. Which, I don't hold it against her because it's, like... She was a lady who had to pack up her house by herself and get out of there. So, I don't hold a lot against her, but I think my Pokemon cards made way that that way. But uh, yeah, it's um, I, th- I had some good ones. Ryan had uh, when I was looking at uh, or talking to a friend of the show. I think he had like three Mewtwo's, some Alakazams, Blastoises. You know the big boys. No Charizard, but uh, oh, well, some of the other m- big boys.
1: M- Machomp? Is that one? Uh,
2: yeah, he. I think he had one or two of those.
1: I know. Yeah, I know a thing or two. Yeah. So, what's coming out next month? Because this, this is now the Cards podcast. Oh, yeah okay. uh, So they're they're doing a Pokemon 151 set. Oh, okay, that's cool. So it's all it's all the ones you know and love.
2: How many Charizards?
1: 151. I think that's what that means, right? It's all Charizard all the time.
2: Oh, I mean, people would probably like that.
1: They probably would. I think they kind of did do that. I mean, this is the thing: people are always looking for this crap. They, they can't get enough. They love I Pokemon. I think you mis- misspoke when. This quality people... product? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. yes. Nah. Yeah. Fine. No one cares. No one, no one cares uh, about my Easy. opinions on Pokemon.
2: Uh, well, I mean, some people do. Well, sure the show even it's... had some of those fat Pikachu cards. Do you know about fat Pikachu? How many? You
1: know... Well, the... I don't care about that. The question is how much Yuglio how does he have? How many what? Yuglio. Yu-Gi-Oh! We yeah. we
2: uh we did not have hit the Yu-Gi-Oh train. That was no. after. We were there for Pokemon's and Digimon. Uh, I had a big Digimon card collection. I wish I still did.
1: Are you aware that uh, Digimon cards came back? Uh, I'm sure. I'm Digimon's super cool. D- D- Digimon uh, has a very active, very active uh, player base. They 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 are probably the most committed card players that we have at the store by far. They are. Yes, they are okay. yeah, they come and they play, they enjoy the game a lot. They're really into it. I have no idea if it's good or not. It's uh, Bandai uh, is the, the company that uh, makes that card game and they've because uh, they, way back when uh, there was the card game for Digimon, and uh, Bobby always tells the story that that, that that game almost put him out of business <laughs> because, because of, it was uh, so good Because he was in the early days of uh, building up uh, you know the store. And he wound up getting stuck with a whole lot of Digimon when nobody wanted it anymore. Uh, well, I bought like, some. Not enough. Yeah. He, what were you, eight, nine? Uh, one, I don't know, two, around. Two. Yeah, that put, we had to put you back into the mines. Back,
2: I I had a bunch. Back to the, I,
1: back to the oil sands.
2: I kept ex, them in ex, a...
1: Get extracting, boy.
2: Do, do you remember Black Diamond Cheese used to have, like, they used to sell, like <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. clamshell yeah. containers for their cheese? Like uh, it was like a, it was like a clamshell. Okay, you gotta Google it. Black diamond clamshell <laughs> cheese container, because I had one of those, and that's what I kept my Digimon cards.
1: I, when I, when, when I feel like it's gonna pull up as like a Disney. I, I fucking knew it. I was gonna say this is gonna be a bring up a uh, Disney VHS tape.
2: Oh, because I I said the word clamshell, clam,
1: clamshell and black diamond, which is specifically the name of the branding of that Disney stuff. Black it's diamond a, cheese. Container. Yeah, it, yeah, cheese is an important part of that. I think you have to. Yeah, you
2: got to have cheese in there. Ah, nope. uh, oh, shit. You did, might you have to. You know what?
1: I don't know if it, this made it to uh, Google, Walmart in stocks. I don't think that's right. I don't know if I don't know if it, if this it survived the digital 90s. age.
2: Okay, what we got to do is we got to hit up one of those '90s accounts that are like documenting the '90s because it was like, like it was like the size of a brick of cheese. And that's what I kept all my, my my Digimon cards in.
1: Did it make your cards smell that way? Like, no, geez. I cleaned
2: it. My Pokemon cards I kept in a bind, like a real binder. But the Digimon cards, because Digimon's mm. a little Digimon's a little tougher. You know what I mean? I, what, that what, one.
1: What, what kind of word would you use to describe it? It
2: was a little, it was a little tougher. You know, oh, it's was, it was for the grown-up kids. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, Digimon is a little bit more that, grown-up. That's how
1: that's how we say things in
2: 2023. It's tougher. Oh. It's tougher. Not, um, not, not another
1: word. Continue.
2: Tougher. Uh the funner part though, Jared, was uh Digimon. So anyways, no, we did not do Yu-Gi-Oh. That was uh when we were starting to um uh, <laughs> were you like that, That's
1: some that's some real weeb shit is what you'd say.
2: ah that's no we were like just little, aging little, out. Little
1: little weeb kids.
2: Yeah, we were just aging out. That was uh it was around that time. You well, know what I mean?
1: Um, I'd be curious who would win in a big brawl for all. The Digimoners versus the Yuglios uh versus the the Yuuiko kids, yeah, K- Digimon. Little... Po- and so, the thing is, though, no one, no, the the Pokemon, the yeah. Pokemon, they don't play the card game. No one fucking plays this game they at just all. Collect. They just collect it and speculate yeah. and buy it. Like they sell it, they flip their high end cards. They just like Pokemon. It's all nostalgia. A lot of lot of dudes, yeah. uh, hardcore into it. A lot of uh, lady dudes too. The, the, the women love Pokemon. No. Duters. Yeah.
2: Duders. Deuters. No. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I know. I fall, I fall. Well, I think, I think, uh, if there was a big, a big brawl between those guys, I think the Digimon guys win because they're tougher. Jarrett, uh, I think Pokemon guys—they
1: definitely, guys... definitely vape the most.
2: Yeah, they vape the most, and I think the Yu Gi Oh guys would be the ones that would like complain the most and be the stinkiest. You...
1: Wow, well, only half of that's true.
2: Well. I don't know, man. The The summer I worked in a comic book store,
1: oh, I yes. saw the,
2: I saw a lot of things from those Yu-Gi-Oh folks.
1: <laughs> and, smelled. <laughs> and smelled. And smelled. And hey, saw oh, you know a what? lot of people, things. I'll just say, a lot of people smell.
2: I know a lot of people from smell. All,
1: from all walks of life. doesn't matter what you're yeah. into. Don't some, even, people, some people just stink. They don't just even
2: get me started on those pain. hero clicks, guys.
1: Oh, come on. I... I got to hear all just about the smell of pepperoni. Uh, so, I, if, if, of if, if, if only you hadn't said that, because now it prompts me to have to mention that I got to hear about a provincial tournament for hero clicks this oh, very week. <laughs> Where did they and I, and I got to hear about. I got to hear about drama. <laughs> People getting real salty.
2: Okay. Well, let's let's I, switch.
1: Yes, switch. That's
2: I burnt my hand on some macaroni today.
1: Okay. Why okay, did so like, Why did you do that to yourself? I was making
2: a box macaroni for Andy, and uh, it was shells—not macaroni's, but like it was mac and cheese, but like shells. You know shells, right?
1: I I know what you're talking about.
2: And I was pulling one out to eat to see if they were cooked yet, and because it was a shell, it like it wrapped around it my yeah my finger, and then it suction cupped on, and it had that boiling water in there, and I was like ah, and it burnt my little finger. <laughs> it sucked. Hey, something else I saw. It begins.
1: Oh, oh. hey, uh, yeah, I've been. You know what? I'm not sure if you've been sending them my way, but there's See? one. I've had one, and uh, I think it's with the light from painting. Suddenly, it just kind of like your burst paint into probably the has
2: like a sweet smell sometimes. Uh, a paint smell.
1: I don't know. I mean, there's like a I'll waste go... basket beside me, and sometimes you know you wind up with like a. Like a a, a nice uh, frozen treat remnants left in the uh, yeah. bottom of the bin, but see, that, I that see could I that... could be it, but yeah, there could be some weird moisture stuff going on because I've got like my, my paint, water, and crap.
2: So this is why I'm so annoyed by it because I'm so careful with this shit because I hate fruit flies. I take and you out, get it
1: worse than anybody.
2: I take I well exactly. I take out cans and bottles and garbages every day. I have we have zero produce out on the counter. Everything is in the fridge. And uh, my house is the fucking spider kingdom from, like, she den. And uh, they're not eating the fruit flies. So, like, what good are they? Those little bastards? They're not even doing their job. Everyone, oh, don't kill the spiders. They're going to eat other bugs. And it's like, oh, have a million
1: of them? And there's fruit flies everywhere. Do I have a, yeah, <laughs> a couple nights ago. Oh, you saw uh, one. N- let me finish. Okay. So I'm getting up. From the painting station, getting ready for bed, and I'm like, "All right, it's time to call her in." Uh, so, he has, like, I don't know even what it was. I had to like bring something up with me, uh, right. devices maybe. I don't know. And my hands were full, and I'm like, "Do do walking away, and then I feel something fall on my foot, and I'm like, what the f-? "Like, what did I drop?"
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and then I turn on like, my, uh, uh, you know, phone light,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's this. this Spider, that's just like there. It's not moving. Your foot? No, it it moved off my foot. But I was like, and I was like looking, because like at first I didn't realize, spider. And I'm like, Hmm. what is that? I'm like, what? What is that? As I'm Mm -hmm. maybe saying this out loud, thinking it, I can't remember. And then I'm like, I move toward it, and it moves, and I go, "Oh fuck off!" And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep moving, mind my own business. You I'm,
0: left it? Yeah, I
1: left it. It's it's spot. but I'm like, what was it doing that it like struck my foot?
2: It was probably on the stuff you were carrying, right? I
1: no, it wasn't though. I there's no way it was just like I don't know if it scammed across my foot and had enough presence or it felt like it fell. I don't know. It was very weird. And then um, I had oh, to go wait, back. Wait, to, how, wait, what, then, what Kind of size are we talking? Not not we're not talking about like I don't know. This not is, the, like, ones in the size my of house? like a we're talking like a a quarter
2: okay i mean okay. that's size and then cool but then i had
1: so i had to go back downstairs for something because i went shit i gotta go grab that and i go downstairs and i'm like okay coast is clear coast is clear moving along uh-huh. and then i come back around and i notice my little friend he's like moved back like to the other side of the stairs uh-huh. but he apparently he's learned his lesson or her lesson i guess. i don't know and uh, uh I was just like okay well uh you you do you and I'll do me and I'm just going to keep walking you know and uh I ha- haven't seen the little feller since
2: Yeah, well, you know what he's doing? He's malting somewhere. He's increasing his size two to three times what he what you've seen. But him.
1: but I befriended him. We're and friends well, now. He, he, he loyal You're going to have
2: a hit. Him. You're going to have a hit put out on you. They're going to send their Vic Mackey we're, as you we or family it now. Once. Yeah. no they're uh they're coming for you pal they're okay. coming for you all right that's all i gotta say um okay well did you scream because that, that's no okay. i
1: just i, I saw just a you though being I, like, know, I know rj rj would just like hurl his thousand dollar laptop at this thing to take it out and...
2: no i have two instruments for killing <laughs> what, spiders what, sure. what if
1: your hands are full
2: uh no no because the spiders only like currently knock on wood they they remain remain in their lair Mm -hmm. they remain in their lair right now um so uh when i go down there i i always i'm always hands free and i always clear the corner like i like i was telling you a while ago i always got to clear the corners when i get in there just to to make sure that the area is safe so i have two instruments down there i have a swiffer broom uh mm-hmm. which i i did have a dustpan but that was shattered uh in an incident and um so i have a swiffer broom because it's got a good clearance and uh it's got a flat surface so i can really squish them in uh and then i have a little dyson vacuum and i, I brought that up to someone once and they're like wouldn't it just crawl out and it's like no no i always confirm the kill uh, if i get it up in the vacuum mm-hmm. it's got a see-through can and you can see that they're like like curled up and then I, I just blitz it a little bit. I usually suck up some kitty litter so that there's shrapnel in there. And then, uh, and then his body is blitzed into a million pieces.
1: Just the way you like it.
2: Yep. Yeah. Speaking of others, something else. I, I saw a guy driving the other day, eating a cob of corn.
0: <laughs> uh, I
2: was in my rear view. I looked back and he was, he was just dri- He was, we were at a red light and he was. Just <laughs> and I was like, huh. was he
1: like, one, like, with both hands?
2: Well, yeah, because we were at a red light, so it was both hands. It was...
1: Okay, so he just thought to himself, I'm going to... Now's the time.
2: I I guess. I feel like... Like, I know it'd be tempting because it's a handheld, but it's like, did you butter it? Because it's going to be slippery now, man. And, like... Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's really... Corn is messy. Even on the cob, corn is messy, so...
1: 100% it is.
2: So I know, like, I, I, I kind of get, like... Where he's just like, oh, this travels well. It's corn. But like at the same time, it's like, corn's messy, my man. So I don't know what he was doing. I don't know, man. I don't know. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten driving?
0: Hmm. No, no, nothing
1: would compare to nothing. a corn on the cob.
2: I have done the Dennis eating cereal in the car. But uh, before, <laughs> always sunny. That was uh, back in my uh, my big milk days. What Andrea likes to uh, poke at sometimes.
1: What what does Dennis say when he's eating that cereal? You dumb bitch! Wow, no hesitation. Yeah, it's that
2: that gets memed all the time. I know. Yeah.
1: Archie's there though.
2: I'm always there. Wait, he saw a dog cross the road. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's part of the culture, Jared. If you don't use it in a derogatory way, it's not it's not offensive. I think. No. Is what someone told me once. How was your week? uh, uh it was hot. It cool. was really hot. Great. Yeah. And uh, what uh, I, I saw I, I got to uh, spend some time with friend the show Ryan Nagel. That was very nice. Don't see him very often, so it yeah. was good. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, pretty boring life. I just I wake up and I do chores and then I go to bed. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I okay. wake up, do chores, sit on the couch, and sweat my ass off, and then uh, play some video games, and then go to bed. Okay, you know. So, uh, a few things uh, I'm, uh, I did. Oh, I got a, I did get a very nice care package this week, which I don't know if I should talk about right now.
1: I mean, you might as well. I mean, should
2: I put it on the Discord?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. Well, I got a really nice care package from the Criterion Creeps. What? Uh, well, I, I'm, or it was care of.
1: I think it was care of
2: care of. So I, I
1: don't know who sent
2: this. I can only assume it was, um,
1: or yeah, uh, no,
2: Mr. Lawrence? Yeah, of course. Of course. The the man,
1: the the man who just loves giving.
2: Yes. Yes. So the man who loves giving sent me a care package, which was, uh, a limited edition, (laughs)
1: limited
2: special curiosity. PS two exclusive.
1: PS2 has in PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2
2: exclusive. Wow. Okay. Uh, from the people of Aspia Production Company. Uh, I got a copy of The Shield, the game. For PS2. <laughs> the, the,
1: the Shield, the game.
2: The Shield, the game. Uh, which was uh, a, a happy surprise. I saw this and I went... Were you aware
1: that that? Ex- were you aware that I I I had
2: no idea? I had no idea.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: oh, 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 and actually, so I, I was telling Andy about it, and I've told her about the show a little bit not a yeah. lot, but uh, I've told her about it a little bit. And I was like, like
1: Jepter Sequestered,
2: yeah. And I was like, Oh, I got a uh, uh I was like, I got this pa- package. I was like, from for the podcast, I guess. Uh, I thought you had sent it. Um, I was like, It's the she, it's that show I'm watching, The Shield, but it's a game. And this was this was her honest, without hesitation response. She said, "What is this game? You just go around jerking off on people all over town," and I was like, "Uh, because like of the of the things what? I've told her about the show." Oh, I see. In like season one, there's the guy who's jerking off in alleys and things like that. She was like, "She's like, what is this game? You just go around jerking off," and I was like, "Well, I was like, I don't know. I haven't played it yet, so it was, who knows, man? Who knows?" Um, but I got this game, but I I, I was also met with a very unfortunate thing. I have a PS3, but uh some PS3s Jarrett are Mm -hmm. only backwards compatible with PS1 and not PS2. So the one I have is only I have the PS3 Slim, which is only backwards compatible with PS1 games, Mm
3: -hmm. not
2: PS2 games. So indeed. So uh this bad boy's uh I don't know I don't know what to do now. I don't have a PS2. (laughs) I, I, I only have that PS3 that doesn't play PS2 games. Shit, so, I don't, I don't know what to do. No. I don't, and I'm not saying no, nobody send me. A, Lawrence, <laughs> don't send me a PS2, okay? Don't do that, because I already scoped it out, and there's still like ninety dollars apparently, and it's just like, mm, I don't know if I want to put down a brown note for uh, to play play the shield.
1: A brown but, note.
2: You know what I mean? Like it would be a hundred bucks. That's a brown note, isn't it?
1: I'm not, I'm not sure. Is it Maybe brown? I'll try
2: to. Hit some garage sales or something oh, like man. that, but uh, the, yeah, I got yeah. I, I got a nice little package, and uh, unfortunately, I have no way to play it right now. Uh,
1: you but, know what? I, I might have a PS2 for you to borrow.
2: You no, know, is it going to cost me a brown note?
1: <laughs> something.
2: Yeah. Well, you don't make make sure your friend the spider's not hiding in that thing before. Oh, you, it uh, def it, it
1: definitely is has been probably ridden with spiders.
2: Uh, I'm going to uh, get my air duster and put it on on the driveway and did you know that kill spiders air dusters freezes their bodies
1: you're a sicko
2: i haven't yeah. i've never done it i saw that yeah. on the internet
1: i, I object to this storyline <laughs> i i I there was a
2: reddit post and ask or uh, ask reddit and said how to get rid of spiders and uh, out of my own curiosity i said hmm, i'm interested in this and someone said use an air duster uh, I have not done that, though, because I have an air duster, but I don't like using it because the sound upsets
1: my cats. Uh, Do you, you know what yeah, I very, think? very important.
2: Yeah. So anyways, I got a pretty cool package. Pretty, pretty cool, Jerry. And that's my week. What about you? Have you gone to Taco Time? No. Since the, uh, the day since, of the since, since, since infrastructure the meltdown? Yeah.
0: Uh, no, I
1: haven't. <laughs> okay. I, I don't even think about it.
2: Okay. Did you get any kind of takeout this week?
1: Uh, well, I was at a at a wedding on the weekend. Oh my god! Did you wear a suit? No, god, not for this. <laughs> okay. This and ins- and ins- ins- it wasn't even a wedding. Wedding. This was like a reception. This is part two of a three part extravaganza for the couple. Okay. Uh, they got married like a month or so ago uh, on the East Coast, and this was sort of the the reception. The reception, yeah. And then there's going to be a follow up, uh, overseas. So what,
2: the, they uh, you have like five weddings. These people,
1: yeah, three, Th- three exactly here. Five. No, they're already married, so yeah. now it's the now it's just the extravaganza. Okay. And, and there was a uh, buffet at a hotel.
2: Uh, which hotel?
1: A Marriott. A Marriott in Calgary, RJ.
2: Oh oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh.
1: Yeah. But it's like on the uh, south end of this town where like everything just looks like you live in an airport city.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of Calgary.
1: No. Yeah. I feel. Um, yeah. Interesting. Any, any questions about the food? I mean, that seems to be uh, what uh, was, our... What uh, was for dinner? Scholarly, well, it's, it was buffet, but I guess the options yeah, but what included... what was the mains? A disgusting... Caesar salad. Just well uh, okay. Covered and smothered in a disgusting dressing. Oh yeah, that's like, buffet Caesar for hundred oh, percent. Oh, horrid, horrid, horrid. Uh there was um, duck fat uh, cooked no uh potatoes, a little rusted potatoes though. Okay. Those were those were good. Uh terrible mixed vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um if they ever saw butter, you wouldn't know it. Uh, I don't know if I've commented on this before, but the constant disappointment that is pasta, tomato sauce, and chicken.
2: Oh yeah, yep. It's never
1: it's never as good as you would think. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I um, I I'm with you. the uh, The main course was at one point these like um, short rib beef bits, like they were just like slices of beef, but this was unsupervised, so there was just like a vat of pieces of meat um like roast beef kind of like all in this thing mm-hmm. that went real fast was very good but there was cl- clearly a shortage it's like well this is why usually like when you do this type of deal uh you you have a you have a person watching mm-hmm. the meat <laughs> they're, they're like uh the meat warden so people don't uh double up triple up on that meat uh, you, pay, you, pace, well, you pace the room when there's like well, I mean, you know, almost a hundred people in a room. You, they're just gonna usually eat those meat.
2: buffet. You guys know know better where it's like one slice is normal, and then it's like if one guy asks for two slices, they're like, mm.
1: watch out for him. Yeah, red they're flag.
2: Like, you're like that guy gets no second pass. It's like we're gonna let this fly this one time. Yeah.
1: But, but yeah, that no meat went pass. went real fast, and yeah. uh, of course there was like a little bit of like a conversation going on between the. Um, the couple and the, I don't know, the organizer. And then out came like Greek infused chicken breast.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I've seen that. Not, at
1: not, not the same, not the same. Okay. And, uh, there you go. I have then, seen that at the buffets. You no. Know, and then, then, you know, your dessert consisted of uh mini donuts stuffed mm. with Nutella and a bunch of like squares, yeah. lemon chocolate, okay. Raspa berry. That
0: was about yeah. it.
2: See, I am a, I, I, I know exactly the buffet you've been to. I've been to that, like not that Marriott specifically, but that assortment of foods. I've been to mm-hmm. that kind of buffet yeah. before. And sometimes some of the dishes are good and some of them aren't. And uh, Interesting. I, 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 I was curious about that. Anytime I do anything with Andy, no matter what it is, we're going to go here. We're going to go there. I go. What's the food? We're gonna go to my sister Yeah, we're gonna go to my sister's for dinner. What are they what's food? What's dinner? She goes, I don't know. I didn't ask. It's like why not?
1: I gotta know. Patting your belly.
2: Well, no, I, I got
1: with the toothpick. <laughs> dangling. I,
2: no, so here's my here's my logic to it. And you can't argue that. I gotta know because it's like say that they're like uh it's like, we're going to go to my sister's tomorrow night for dinner. And it's like, okay, what's the food? And it's like, I don't know. I think maybe chicken. It's like, okay, chicken for dinner. Maybe I go get a burger for lunch. And then at dinner, it's a burger again. Like, I like burgers. so I would double up on that. But you know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to eat the same thing. like I Or I don't want to like, okay, I'm going to cook up like seven chicken breasts for us tonight for leftovers for the next three days. And then go somewhere. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're cooking up chicken breasts. And I'd be like, son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> well... That's my rationale. I, I just want to know so that I can plan things accordingly.
1: I see. I got you.
2: Not that I'm not, like, I'll eat leftovers for days and days. It's just I don't want to, like, mm. you know, I don't want to double dip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. Well, that, that's episode 350, folks. Good night.
2: See you. Never.
1: Not a film discussed. No. That's good. What's a criterion?
2: Oh, who the hell knows, man?
1: No one knows. Hey, um, one of our non-dear listeners uh, asked me, uh, just yesterday, like, so it's like criterion. How do you get on it? Um, and I said, Dylan, <laughs> there's a channel called CriterionChannel.com.
2: This was Dylan who asked us.
1: Yeah. This? this is this is not for his own personal use. He he alleges his his own mother. Uh, wants she, to know about it. She's, she's in the know. Well, I mean, I'll leave that to, to him to do. That's his business.
2: All I got to say is, don't... Why would you want to put this on yourself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, I, I feel like don't do this she
1: she enough. might make the wise decision not watching them in, the way we're watching them. Watch I mean, some.
2: yeah, but still, I just don't. Don't do yeah. it. You know?
1: Yeah. And uh, and one-time listener at least, uh, Stephen. He uh, he's been watching some seventy cinema. He Watched Apocalypse now for the very first time the other week, and uh, very first time isn't Stephen like first eighty years th- old? I think. uh no, different Stephen. Oh, okay. Uh the Stephen E. And this is, and, uh, this is uh, yeah. I just recently watched The Deer Hunter, and I said the movie is kind of boring. He's <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, <laughs> I went yep. I saw yeah. that movie once and I'm good. Never need to see deer it ever hunter? again. Yeah. I've
2: never seen the Deer Hunter. I've seen wash parts it, of it. I've seen wash parts it. it.
1: You yeah, watch it once and then never again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've seen parts of that movie, but I've never been super geared up to go and check it out again. No. No. You're fine. So You're you,
1: sitting fine.
2: So you went to a wedding. Yep. Did you did you give a gift?
1: The gift. Of presents you don't have to and have cash. Presents, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. What well, was the dollar value? And you don't have to say how generous you <laughs> wow. were. It's like Could you get a PS5 <laughs> with it?
1: How much is? It? I don't even know how much PS5 is these it's days.
2: Like six, seven hundred bucks. Fuck no. you <laughs> What? Iron skin. When I when I go to weddings, usually like uh, unless it was, like, um, um, no, not even unless like my standard. And this is like before inflation, but my standard is always like a hundred bucks. for for in like an like in a letter but wow (laughs) i think with inflation that
1: big bucks bail
2: (laughs) i didn't have a job for 10 years man i know but
1: (laughs) that was all i could afford hey uh no the way i i've got you i've got you beat i have you beat
0: the way i figured it
2: would pay for my me and andy's dinner to attend the wedding at least do you know what i mean 100 bucks yeah yeah because a dinner played at like a wedding's like usually like tried to be kept under like 30 or 40. I think
1: if you're lucky uh,
2: yeah well that's what I'm saying inflation has changed I haven't Mm -hmm. been to a wedding since covid but pre-covid 100 bucks was my uh my go-to yeah so anyways you don't have to say what you gave as a gift
0: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah cash baby
2: okay was it on a prepaid card though or was it actual cash
1: (laughs) (laughs) e-transfer oh was it Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> it, it's it's. Nice I, I no, I'm not saying anything weird. I just. I mean, it's
1: other than like you put it in an envelope. Things can happen.
2: Yes, that's that's true. You I don't always know. put it in a card, but no. I mean, some of those cards that, maybe hey, got you, lost, you, and maybe you know some that card though. Asshole. That
1: card, dollar store, and do you know how hard it is mm-hmm. to find a, a wedding card? Card. Uh, uh, nowadays, I... apparently, at a dollar store because the uh, the one we went to had none so
2: you got to do what i do
1: we we actually had to sell for one that just said congratulations it didn't I mean, say for, it didn't say anything specific <laughs> just congratulations and it was like charming enough it was illustrated um you, you, know? you got
2: to do what i do and part of me did it because uh i thought stop it was. stop caring
1: funny. is what you should do honestly
2: well no but part of me did it because i thought it was funny but now i realize cards are just hard to get like get a card that's for something totally different like if i'm going to like someone's like a wedding, I'll get a card. It's like, Happy 16th birthday, sweetheart. And then I'll be like, and I'll scratch out 16. I'll write wedding on it. And I, it's just kind of funnier. Yeah. But. Okay. So you went to a wedding.
1: Yep. That, that now, was that.
2: And now here you are. Huh? Here
1: I am on this pod. Yeah. Interesting.
2: And I'm guessing you watched lots of movies.
1: Yeah, of course I did. I watched so many movies. Uh, I mean, b- besides the one that I'm contractually obligated to watch every yeah. single week. I love the cinema. I love it so much. It's not hollow, <laughs> void of feeling. Uh, the concept of movies, it's not not at all the case. Yeah, Not even a little mm-hmm. bit. That Hail Caesar movie got brought up uh, also this week to me in passing. And I'm like, man, I didn't like that movie at all. Not even a little Hail bit. Hail Caesar? Hail Caesar. Yeah, the movie sucks. The, the, the double header with the, the Vivich.
2: Yeah, that movie sucked. We would have been way better off not going to Hail Caesar and just going to, like, Arby's. True. You know what I mean? It's been a long time since Jarrett's been getting them beef and chips.
1: Beef and ched. Beef and ched, forever. Beefy ched. Hey RJ. Yeah. What you been creeping on this week? Lots of stuff. Oh wow! Wow. Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that. Lots of stuff. Shit. Uh,
2: Andy and I watched a, a whole TV show on the weekend. Well, um, which one? It was the one you brought up because uh, we had never seen the last season, season four of Barry with your oh. buddy bill hater
1: oh no well was it good
2: uh the first half of that season's really good and then okay. um it's like 10 episodes or something and at the end of episode five like five or so like right halfway through they do a time jump and yep. then they and then they settle the story out and like the time jump andy and i were both watching and we were kind of like i was like you think it i was like is this real and uh she's like i don't know maybe it's like maybe it's just like a dream sequence because sometimes like the show is all about like ptsd and like he like sometimes like like d- dream stuff and uh we're like yeah maybe it's a dream and then the more we were watching the time jump it was kind of like man this is going on for a long time but we're not really into this hopefully it's really a dream and then it just keeps going for the rest of the season and we're like oh so like i don't know it's i i still think barry is a really good show and uh the last season like i thought the first half of the last season was really good and um the the way it actually ends like after the time jump it's not bad i was just kind of like oh oh okay do you know what i mean Mm,
1: time jumps yeah
2: like the last episode that actually kind of settled up all the storylines i did like that one but uh yeah the the time the time jump episode itself where you see like like some time like years have passed so I was like huh, okay <laughs> but uh, I, I I do still think it's 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 a very good show it's just yeah I don't know I don't know how that ending's gonna hold up uh in time people are gonna like that or not I don't know how it was received when it came out either to be honest but uh, we were just good very good show but the ending I, I felt was a little bit loose. If that makes sense. Maybe
1: okay, that's. I mean, sometimes that happens with shows.
2: Yep, yep. And like, like I was saying, like the last episode, like I do think they kind of capped it off well. But I was like, I just wasn't a huge fan of where the jump went with a couple of the characters. I was like, oh, all right. Hmm. Anyways, so we watched that, and then uh, I'm still playing Death Stranding, Jarrett. And. I, there's one thing that I've actually found fun. Okay, there, one. There's one thing that I just I just got the ability to do a day or two ago, and I was like, hey, this is kind of fun. But what hour?
1: What hour of the game is this? I'm on? like on hour
2: twelve, I think.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so like, you, ah, you I know found you... Ah, I found something fun to do in this found, video I found, game? I
2: found something fun actually. So like, you know how um uh you're a postman (laughs) delivering packages and stuff yeah usually you just stack them on top and then it's like a huge tower and then you're balancing but uh i just got the ability to make um like a hover cart that's like tethered to me and it just pulls the luggage behind me but what you can do is if there's nothing in there you can get on it and you can ride it like a skateboard and uh i i actually found that was really fun because like there were like when it gets introduced, you're at the top of this really big hill. And I like I saw the hill and I was like, oh, no. I was like, this is going to take me like 10 minutes to walk down because you got to walk down carefully so you don't fall. And then the the cart, I walked by it and I was like, ride cart. And I was like, ride cart. I was like, I can do that. And I jumped on and then I went down the hill and I was like, Wee!
1: <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> pick a bar,
2: <laughs> pick a bar. Um, so that was kind of fun uh yeah i don't know man i'm still i'm still i'm still torn because i want to be there for spirit gamer i really do uh and i i know what he's doing with it's like i said i i get what he's doing with this but i feel like he's like he's i done like it he's, already he's it's... torturing us on purpose like with this I game like he it's making it like it's a hard game to play just because it's just like it's punishing and i feel like he's doing that on purpose because like the idea like i think he's using it as a metaphor because like to to oh. bring to bring people back together it's it's hard to reconnect and then like i think that's what he's doing with it but it's like but man it's like this game it's like so i don't know there there have been and sometimes i'll play and i'll play for like an hour and a half and i'll be like oh time went by pretty fast even though it's just walking and then sometimes i'll play for like half an hour and i'll turn it off and i'll be like i can't today it's like it's too much i don't know man that's not great it's not great i, do- I don't want to quit because i feel like i owe it to spirit gamer hideo kojima ah i don't know i don't know jared we'll see we'll see if i'm still playing it next week okay all right you know another thing that annoys me about this game <laughs> every time you do something you get like a message from like the con- like the control got guy- like the codec guy who's like He's like, Sam, this is how you do this thing. And it'll be like, do, do, do. And like, you'll just start walking and it'll go, do, do. And it's like, Sam, sometimes you got to go to the bathroom outside. Ever just not able to find a toilet. Here's how you access the urination feature. And I was like, fuck. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> There's so much stuff going on. You know what I mean? Hmm. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then I've been watching uh, the show. So I don't know if
1: uh, the if show, have,
2: if you have anything to talk about, yes, the show, the show. Well,
1: uh, just you know, uh, chipping my way through Colombo. Um, the Ooh. update, I guess, would be I just got through probably the worst season of the show. Uh, re- was most poorly regarded, including the worst episode. Yeah, yeah, I can get why. They're, it's so strange. Like they either Falk's getting bored, mm-hmm. and like there's it comes out in weird ways. So I had to pull up the list. I think it's the end of season five, which I was, I was glad that because apparently at the end of season five, they thought the show was done and there wouldn't be any more. So Patrick McGowan, the, um, the prisoner himself, uh, he directs the episode. And it's just like this weird self-indulgent joke thing where they are doing stuff that, I don't know, just 1970s. Like, oh man, who even cares about anything now? And like we're gonna have Falk like start just yelling all the time. And his characters is mm-hmm. gonna be off. It's like not on model. It's like I get like like I could see the show doing some cool things. That this show, if Columbo existed in the two thousands, you can imagine how they would have been really clever with doing kind of things that weren't conventional to the the formula. But mm-hmm. this was just like odd, uh, and it reuses characters. I can't even remember the beats of it, but he just on a beat like he's always on a dock on a boat constantly and yelling that's all i remember but i remember just being like this episode's pacing's bad the writing seems odd it ends with this weird shot of columbo going out on a little boat rowing off to sea
0: Hmm.
1: and this weird music kicks in it's like what is this and then the first episode of season six has got my boy bill shatner Oh, yeah. Uh, be, being a big ham big? bone. Oh yeah, he's as always. He's very fun. Like his character's odd though, because so he basically plays a Columbo esque. Well, he's not a Columboy, but he is kind of. He plays a Columbo like TV detective, and mm-hmm. his the actor character or himself that you know kills uh somebody because he's being blackmailed by them, and he's like trying to help Columbo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he's very helpful. Like, extremely helpful he, he seems like at times he's not even trying to get away with it. very peculiar episode uh I'm just started I just started watching uh what Rob Beagle tells me is his favorite episode of the entire series with uh, Ruth Gordon. Mm. Uh, in fact, it's on the one my display right now uh only eleven minutes into it, so I haven't really uh, really got into that one too much yet. but yeah, I don't know you, there's something odd like you're also watching Peter Falk Age. And his hair is getting odd. I, I loved his like early part of the series hair. It was just this big kind of loaf, but now they're styling it a little bit. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, mm. <laughs> just like no, 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 no. There's a real episode that was pretty good where his wife got him a new coat. That's that's funny stuff, right? Everyone knows his trench coat.
2: Yeah, yeah. Does he ever crop the trench coat?
1: What do you mean crop?
2: Like cut it in half, like crop top.
1: He does not. Uh, I'm. I gotta scroll back through my the stills that I took because I can't remember everything. Um. Well. Oh yeah, uh. Chekhov showed up for a half a second. He got a paycheck. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's like the one dude. He he shows up three times as a killer. Can't remember the actor, but he plays a, a magician who's actually uh was a Nazi guard at. uh at Auschwitz, mm.
0: uh,
1: that that episode's pretty cool because he gets some magic stuff, and Columbo's on onto him.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, there's a lot of talk about his uh, a dead body's uh, pants being damp. Good.
0: His pants
2: are damp.
1: His pants were damp. Did I mean, he, uh, so right now, play, say where? Uh, on his back and and his pants. It it, it became a plot point. But uh, boy's pants were damp.
0: Hmm.
1: But yes, yeah, so you can you can see the stills and offer both Columbo and the show uh, on Discord, RJ.
2: On the Discord?
1: On what's, the Discord.
2: What's Discord, Jerry?
1: Fastest growing social media platform in the world today. Oh, that's good. It's not bad. For one dollar via Patreon, the you can you can join Patreon? us, join the conversation. Yeah. join the discourse
2: you you did mention for discourse. as low as one they did but that's not the minimum though
1: bucks. a buck a buck will do yeah well what, i mean what are we what are we that's... doing here we're talking about uh <laughs> wedding buffets and i mean that's not but even on the discourse That's live i mean you can talk about how the super mario brothers movie from 1990 was actually low key uh, ripping
2: ah yeah interesting did you but write you that think... headline
1: uh, you, what do you think that person who wrote that headline looks like?
2: Ah, uh, let's just say I'm pretty sure they drink kombucha.
1: Interesting.
2: Do you drink kombucha?
1: No. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't.
2: I don't want to elaborate any more than that. I'm just going to be pretty pretty okay. Confident in that.
1: Outstanding. Great. Yep. So, the shield. You left off talking with a little bit, little bits of season two.
2: I did. I did. Is this still free to play? I, 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 talk?
1: Sure it is. I'm sure people are loving it.
2: Okay. Hold on. You, you just got to kill 10 seconds because now that I'm sitting in this room, the fruit flies are back, and I just got to go get my fruit fly trap from upstairs. It oh, worked man. last week. Okay, okay, folks. But you, you just got to kill 10 seconds.
1: R- keep talking about it. Okay. So RJ is going to go grab himself a fruit fly trap. And now you and I, dear listener, we can imagine... What is a fruit fly trap? Uh, Have you ever needed one? Have you ever been so pungent and, I don't know, appealing to a fruit fly that you needed to invest in a trap? And that you had to, like, go and grab it in the middle of your internationally recognized podcast to deal with uh, this problem that's apparently ongoing and might remain for some time. Uh, And you definitely go, wait a minute, what would be the causes of fruit flies? What are, like, the... Criminal reasons why one would need to worry about fruit flies infesting your home, your sleeping quarter with your Bane statue, and illustrations of sweet teeth. Um, And RJ lied. It has not been 10 seconds. It's been quite a bit longer that you and I have been conversing. And uh, I can't help but think that uh, RJ is kind of a liar. He's kind of a fucking liar. He's never going to hear this. Here he is. What has he got? He has a, a jar of piss. He is showing me a jar of piss, and this is going to trap the insects. I feel like that might be maybe he's, the reason he's got jars of piss in his house. That might be why he's got fruit flies. Come on. Come on. Uh, I was just I was just talking about how uh, you were just flashing at me a jar of piss, and that, uh, and now, uh, and I think maybe we now have an explanation why there's fruit flies in your home.
2: Oh. No, fruit flies aren't attracted to piss. I'm not saying that's <laughs> not what's in the jar, but I'm 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 saying like it's not the, <laughs> the cause of fruit.
1: How, how do they feel about ammonia?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm not a fruit fly. I can't really say. I've never really yeah. walked that path, man. I see. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to know what the fruit fly trap is, or do you just want nope. to? No. Okay.
1: already. The listeners and I have already discussed it, so it's fine.
2: Yeah. uh, Outstanding, good, good job. Um, filling air for while I got my fruit fly piss.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so uh, I I think I talked about three episodes of season two. Hey. Sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so where we left off was Carl Weathers. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. All right. So um. Oh yeah, and then uh, what else did we talk about there? Okay, yeah, we talked about a few things. Okay, so we're on two o four. 204 Money Train, the movie is what this, this episode <laughs> yeah. is. So, uh, 204 is an episode called Carte Blanche. Uh, a murder investigation leads Vic to a massive money, money laundering scheme. So, this is the introduction of the Armenian money train, which is going to be a prominent plot point for as far as I can tell the next two seasons and maybe farther. I don't know. Seems like The Money Train have, is... Have, uh, have you
1: started Season 4?
2: I have watched an episode of Season 4, and The Money Train... Or, I've watched two episodes of Season 4, and The Money Train was brought up again. Okay. Yeah, so it, uh, it has not left yet. Okay. So, it starts uh, very early in Season 2. Uh, it is a big part of Season 2. It is a big part of Season 3.
0: Yes.
2: And then, uh, yes, it has not left in Season 3.
1: Season four. 3... Yeah, Season 4, though, something... I mean it shouldn't be really prevalent as much.
2: So as, I can't, I, I yeah. mean, do you want me to tell you right now, just so you're not like thinking of why it's brought up again?
1: Well, I kind of vaguely would remember because of Lem.
2: <laughs> so it's, well, it's not Lem, um, but like, you know how at the end of season three, the team goes like this.
1: I, I have to be looking at you to know what you're suggesting.
2: Do you know how at the end of season three, the team goes like this?
1: Uh, uh-huh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: so one of those members in their new role is doing something bad, and then uh, when it's presented where it's like, we got to rein him in, and they're like, mm-hmm. why? Yeah, we got nothing to do with him anymore. It's like, he's still connected to the money train, and it's like, if he gets taken down, we all get taken down. So that's why he sure. gets bought so, up okay, but,
1: but that's, it's but that's like, yeah, I mean, that's just something, yeah, that's a minor part. Yes, but it, but it's, it is. But it's like, not the main focus of like their no, no. entire drive. Yeah.
2: No, not yet. But it is still like all I'm saying is like the money train does yeah. not go away, and that's what Lem says. He's he's like he he says something. And he's like fuck. He's like is this ever gonna stop? And I was like, good question, Lem. Mm-hmm. Anyways, two hundred four is also I, I I said Pet Cemetery Man. So in this one, in this episode, you get introduced to the Armenians' money train. So. Vic is like staking out, or like they're strike teams looking into Armenians. The Ar- Armenians like once a month have a massive amount of money getting wandered through the city, and they call it the money train. And Vic is like, by the end of the episode, he's like, we're going we're gonna to steal the money train. We're going to steal all that money. Um, and uh, there's mention of it being- and all, our, and all our problems go away. All our problems kid, go my, away.
1: Because Vic's kids got uh, medical bills. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't or know health, if I've health, health care, uh, increase requirements.
2: Have I brought that up yet? Like vaguely in Canon about my, uh, Matthew? Yes. Is that oh, okay. Yeah. So Matthew, uh, I was just, I was just making sure that I, it's not something that is yet to come, but yeah, Matthew has autism. So, yeah. uh, uh, he needs a, uh, a one-to-one personal, like a behavioral therapist and uh, it's expensive. But the, the money train is alluded to being uh, millions of dollars. Uh, nobody knows exactly how much, but they say, they say it's a lot. So uh, Vic is like, all right, strike team. This is what we got to do. It's like, this is what we've been waiting for. Uh, some other stuff that happens in this episode. So at the end of season one, um, this is a long, long time ago for me. I should do this in season three tonight just to get it done. I think now, so that, I mean maybe we'll see uh so um Corinne took the family and left because uh because Ben was this sergeant guy or yeah. not the sergeant but he was hunting them so Corinne took the family and left because she wasn't feeling safe and then Vic got the private detectives looking uh in this episode Corinne comes back so Vic's family comes back and then uh they're there but Corinne doesn't want Vic in the house which is you know pretty shocking to him. And then Danny is out on the uh beat cop in it and uh she sees some guy with some kids burying an animal and she's just like, "Hey, what's going on?" and she's like, oh, i'm he's like, oh, "I'm the coach of this kids soccer team and one of their guinea pigs died, so I was going to bury it here." And she's like, "Oh, that's so nice." I I bring this up because it was a very weird thing because it was this and then one more scene and it's never come back and I was like, "I wonder who wrote that." So she's like, "Oh, that's so nice." And he's like, "Hey, do you like ever date?" and she's like yeah and he's like well he's like you should come watch us play soccer then and she's like i will and she comes back and she sees like in a week and she sees the guy giving another she sees the guy giving a kid like money and then the kid gives him like something wrapped in a blanket and then she follows him and there's like a whole pet cemetery with little crosses and he's like burying another pet body and she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what are you doing?" She's like, "Did you just pay that kid for that guinea pig body?" And he's like, "No. He's like, "I gave him 20 bucks to go buy a new pig. I I swear it's not weird." And she's like, "I'm going to write this up." And then she walks away. <laughs> and I was like at the time, I was like, "What is this? I was like, "Who <laughs> wrote this scene?" But this is a just to get in the frame of Danny. This this is where things start to get bad for her, where um she can't catch a break, where she's She's just kind of like, even even guys who seem nice just have secret pet cemeteries. She never says that, but uh, that's something that comes up later. Okay, uh, 205. Episode 205, we have uh, Dutch walks up a 90-year-old Alzheimer's man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also called this drug high school. So this episode is called Greenlit Elementary School Drug... Or not high school, just drug school. Elementary Greenlit. School Drug Dealing prompts Vic to redouble his efforts to bring down a ruthless new support. So this is a uh, shit. What was that guy's name? Armadilla. Uh Armadilla's still running around and his dealers are um, giving free samples of heroin to uh, <laughs> elementary kids yeah. to, to get them hooked. So uh, Vic is uh, out there and uh, he needs to um, get results. Damn it. Because uh, Aceveda's whole thing is like, you're the guy who's dealing or like in charge of drugs and gangs, go do something. Uh, He's like, we can't have eight year olds ODing on heroin. And Vic's like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. So they do that. And then the side story here is uh, uh, Dutch and Claudette get a case for a missing woman. She's like this old lady. And uh, they find her and she's just like digging at the cement by a park. She's really confused and she's digging her little fingers into the cement. And her fingers are bloody. And then like Dutch looks into it. And then he's like, you know. There was a missing baby report in 1930, just before they paved this bridge at this park. And he pulls in this 90-year-old Alzheimer's guy and the guys like, "Don't remember." And uh, the is like, "I think you do remember. I think you buried that kid there. And we have the proof. The DNA matches." And then he puts this, it's like the oldest man of all time, and like they they arrest him. And they put him in prison. And I was just like, huh, <laughs> "Another weird story." oh well um 206 the battered woman shelter massacre so uh this is the one where aceveda also uh has to be a uh uniform cop for a day and he goes out there and he gets a report of a missing kid's bike and then he sees a, a like a black kid on a bike and he's like hey, give me that bike kid and he's like but it's mine he's like yeah good one and then he takes the bike to uh, another kid and the kid's like this isn't my bike and aceveda's like oh no So then he goes and gives it back to the other kid and the kid's like, I told you I didn't steal it. He's like, you're racist. And Aceveda's like, oh, okay. Uh, The other thing going on, there is a shelter for uh, battered women uh, and it is a secret shelter because these women, uh, if their old dudes ever find out where they are, um, there's the the fear that they'll come and beat them up and beat everybody up. So this one cold opens with... uh, A shelter for battered women and uh, they walk in and they are they have all been brutally murdered
0: Jarrett brutally murdered is there any Kid Rock play?
2: Uh, there was no Kid Rock in this episode I did make a note of that
1: okay but uh, so this dark
2: dark this episode's called Home Wrecker, uh, so they they're all trying to figure out what happened, and then eventually they figure out that uh, a cop, uh, a cop whose wife left him, he's not really happy about that, and it's the bad guy from the Wedding Singer. Jarrett, do you remember the Wedding Singer?
1: I do. Do you remember, remember the bad guy from the, I, the Wedding I, I, Singer? I didn't realize bad, a Wedding Singer had a bad guy in it.
2: Yeah, he's the guy who's gonna marry uh, the girl, and he's like mean, and he like cheats on her and stuff. He's the bad guy.
1: That I, I don't remember that at all. I'm just, All I know is John Lovitz.
2: Maybe you should rewatch The Wedding Singer if you don't remember that, is what I'm, I'm thinking. Good. I'm good. It's a good movie. Uh, anyways, uh, this episode uh, does set up some stuff for a while because um, Vic's uh, uh, CI, is that what it is? Criminal informant? Um, yeah. Uh, the lady who is uh, the sex worker, um, he like tells her to put the feels out there, but she kind of takes... A little bit too much initiative so it's the lady that he has like a soft spot sport uh, soft spot for and he's like been trying to help her out and she's like look i got a job now can i have my kid back and Vic is like no you gave your kid up for adoption when you were strung out and she's like no i didn't and he's like yeah you did so he feels bad so uh mm-hmm. he's trying to help her out and then uh, she kind of takes the initiative to go tr- to try to find this guy and she does but then uh um, Vic finds them and then this guy shoots her and,
1: uh, she dies. Jerk. And, oh, uh, damn. I just yeah. knew that that happened so soon.
2: Yeah. Season two, episode six. I mean, it gets brought up a couple times later by other, like, street girls that are just like, yeah, you were with her. Look how well that went. And Vic's like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so that happens and that's all sad. Uh, but then we have, um, 207. Uh, Dutch plants a bra on an incel. This is the Peter Griffin incel episode. Uh. So uh, 207, Barnstormers, as a new murder investigation exposes Dutch's crisis of confidence, Vic sets uh, out to stop the abuse of a neighbor by her violent boyfriend. So in this episode, uh, what's going on here? This is where Dutch is like, He's still kind of like upset that he let those people go and he's trying to get his confidence back. And there's this, there's this really big, like, this kind of incelly fat guy. He kind of looks like Peter Griffin. And, uh, all of the evidence points to him like raping and killing women but this guy keeps going he's just like he's like i i didn't like her i never went home with her and dutch is like really why and he's like i wasn't attracted to her she's not my type and he's like everybody's your type he's really mean to this big guy uh this episode also didn't have subtitles which i, th- I found was weird because i was like is there too many fat jokes in this like is this fat shaming and they don't want they don't want it to be screenshot. That's kind of a conspiracy theory, but like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, I just found it weird that this was—it's uh, happened one other time since uh, in four seasons where two two of the episodes have not had subtitles, and this was one of them. And all I could think of I was like, is 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 there too much fat shaming? I don't know. I
0: don't know. Mm-hmm. So
2: th- this is one where Dutch almost plants evidence because he knows the guy did it, and there's just no evidence. So he goes to plant evidence, but then he feels bad. Uh, so then he takes it back, and then and then he gets his swagger back, and then he, like, books him for good. But now he's, like, super arrogant about it. And that's not good, you know? And uh, outside of that, the strike team is, uh, they're working on their plan to uh, take out the money train. So they're practicing in the background. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 208, um, the boys plan a stabbing. <laughs> also, Lemon Shane kill a dog. Oh. Also, Vic has a brown corduroy coat. Pretty interesting, hey? That's a lot going on. Here's here's the IMDb description, which I feel like is a little bit too limited. Scar tissue. Vic and the Strike Team set their sights on taking Armadillo off the streets for good. So in this one, Vic's got a brown coat, and the strike team is working on uh, taking out Armadia. And uh, I think they're, like, raiding a house, and a dog comes and bites Shane, and then Lamb and Shane kill it. Then this, this happened in Season 4 recently, too. So the, the show kills a lot of dogs for some reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but what else ha- happens in this one? Uh, Claudette is looking into Vic because she thinks Vic is dirty now. So Claudette's hunting Vic. And then... Uh, the other um oh yeah the side plot with danny and julian is some guys going around shooting people with bug spray and, into their faces so that that's a side plot and then okay i remember claudette is the uh detective looking into the armadillo case and vic, she thinks vic is getting in the way and then they get armadillo and uh, he's in custody and vic is like uh he's like we can't um we can't have this because uh he's gonna be he's gonna say like that i burnt his face and stuff and vic's like i'll go down and uh i'll i'll take all the heat you guys don't have to say you were there and then they put armadillo in the cage and then um while they were looking for him they found a guy who was kind of like he's like you know i liked prison he's like i had a good thing there i was respected i had power and he's like here i have nothing and so uh after Armadillo gets put in the cage, this guy gets put in there and this guy stabs uh Armadillo a bunch. And uh he kills him. So is dead. Problem solved. Problem solved. So Lem and uh Shane were like, Hey man, you wanna go back to prison? We got a way for you to go to prison. You just gotta kill this guy who's in the cage already. He's like, it's just you he's like, he'll be the only other guy in there. We'll put the knife on you. He's like, or it's like, we'll give you the knife before you get in. So Danny arrests him and uh, puts, uh, and like on his way, like as she's putting him in the cage, Shane slips the guy in a knife. Cause then, and then this starts another big shit for Danny because they're like, would you not search the guy? And she's like, I did search the guy. He didn't have anything. And they're like, well, clearly he did Danny. So this is the season where everything is shitting on Danny all the time. No, but, oh, well. Uh, Because I think, I don't know if it's happened yet, but Danny, like, comes on to uh, Dutch, and he turns her down, and she's just like, oh. And she tries to go to Vic, and he turns her down, and she's like, oh. So, anyways. Uh, 209, Secret Origins. Uh, This episode is called Co-Pilot. Oh, And uh, this is the episode that uh, is all about... like before the actual pilot of the episode, yeah. Do you remember before that the yet?
1: task force,
2: mm-hmm. well, it's when the strike team is being discussed, First brought together. Yes, because yeah, because Shane, Shane and
1: Vic are just partners, they're, they're just yeah. homicide detectives, I believe. Yeah,
2: yeah you can see them like doing uh detective stuff together,
1: yeah, with like, yeah, where you get Vic in a suit and tie,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, Vic's in the detective suit and they're doing that, and then there's uh. Uh they showed the barn and it's being renovated to be, be turned into a police uh station. And Aceveda is introduced and uh um what else happened? It's like the team coming together and then uh also Aceveda picking like talking to like Dutch and Claudette for the first time and like putting them together. This episode's okay, but uh I did find it was a little bit weird because I think it kind of like not like um contradicts the pilot because like as far as i could tell the way this episode is put together it's like vic isn't seen as like a dirty cop here and so like acevedo is like he doesn't really like vic because he wants someone else to be the leader of the strike team and like that that's his only problem with vic he's just like he's like i don't really like this guy for the strike team um but he doesn't seem dirty at all and then uh in the actual pilot, Aceveda like comes in and like his whole thing is like, I want to take down Mackie because I know he's a dirty cop and I was just like, Hmm.
0: It's
2: very strange. But as I've learned in the next two season and a little, uh, Aceveda flips back and forth on on Vic all the time. Sometimes he, he, he's just like, yeah, let Vic go do his thing. And sometimes he like he's just like, Vic Mack, he's a huge piece of shit. And it's just like, it's not even where you'd think it would make sense where it's like, if Vic is doing something for him, which he does that sometimes too. But mm-hmm. sometimes he's just like, like Claudette or Dutch are coming after, after Vic and is and like, no, nah, he's fine. And they're like, oh, okay. I don't know. It's strange. is all over the map is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's what happens there. It's okay, and then we have two o uh, two ten, and two ten. Uh, we have a pregnant lady getting shivved <laughs> on purpose. Uh-huh. I should say, uh, on this episode purpose. is this episode is called Kyoto's. Uh, so this one, Ben is a fugitive on the run. So, uh, Ben, the uh, old co chief mm-hmm. guy, whatever, he yep. he comes to Vic, and he's like he, he's like I escaped. Or he's like, I'm on parole or something. I had an ankle bracelet, but I cut it off. He's like, you got to get me to Mexico. Because if you don't, uh, he's like, I'm taking everybody down. And Vic's like,
0: mm,
2: okay. Uh, This is also when we get introduced to a new team member for the strike team. Because uh, as Aceveda puts it, they need uh, better representation on the strike team than four mm-hmm. white men. So uh, Was it Tavon? This is Tavon. Yeah. Okay. So Tavon gets introduced. Uh he is a black man uh from LA and uh he gets wild. because uh, he comes in, he's like, I heard you guys did things different here. And uh Tavon gets a little too wild at times where uh I think a lamb or Ronnie's like, Hey, you know, this is Tavon, you just bring that down a little bit, buddy. He's like <laughs> we, we, and he's like, Yeah, we're the dirty squad here, but we're we're not like that. Don't be doing that kind of stuff, Tavon. Tavon figures that out pretty quick. Uh sure. but uh yeah, Tavon is in there and then um This episode is all about. uh, So it's all about Ben and Vic and Ben trying to capture Vic and stuff. And uh, what you find out like, Vic is just Vic and Shane are like kind of helping Ben. And then they're like, let's search that guy again. And they do find a wire on him and they're like, ben you piece of shit mm-hmm. and uh, gilroy gilroy and he's just like listen he's like i didn't have a choice he's like it's that lady that's uh that civilian auditor L- lanny yes the civilian auditor who is uh like i said the villain of the season um she he's like she set this all up to get you and he's like son of a bitch so like vic and uh shane do set up to get him out but they like they like get something from him first and then they let him go. And then Vic goes to the police station and like says, he's like, Hey, listen, Ben Gilroy came to see me. He's running away. And the Karen girl's like, why are you only telling us now? And he's like, because he's like, he's a fugitive. I had to play it. Cool. Um, so like Vic is just like, he's very good at like, he's like, I know what you're doing. He's like, but I'm not falling for that. And uh, the wire that they had, they do get it. Uh, and so like Vic and Shane get Gilroy out of there and then uh, the chief of police listens to the wire and it's very like well orchestrated where it bends like, hey, come on. Uh, what about all the rumors that the strike team is dirty? And Vic is like, those are just rumors. He's like, you just got to seem tough. He's like, I would never break the law,
0: <laughs> ever,
2: <laughs> yeah, ever. He's like, it's all about street cred, baby. Um, so like that, that's Vic's like out on that, which is really funny. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, like the chief of police is like, well, that's that. He's like, let's dust our hands of this. And that the, uh, civil auditor lady, she's just like, no, she's like, I know something's off. And he's like, he's like, you're done, honey. Uh, but then she's still in the, the thing for a couple of days or in the station. And I was just like, that's kind of weird that she's still there. Uh, anyways. So, uh that's what that episode's about oh yeah and a pregnant lady picks fights to get uh shivved because she doesn't want the baby and then uh danny goes to the lady in the cage and she's like listen i'll adopt the baby and this lady's like she's like i'm not giving my baby to you fuck off uh she's like i'd rather it dies and so this is just another of the the rejections that danny is getting
0: Mm-hmm. where
2: a lady is like she's like I am literally trying to kill this instead of giving it to you and Danny's like oh okay so that's that's all well and good <laughs>
1: that's that's darkness
0: mhm mhm
2: Danny can't catch a break man so so that's that and then uh we have 211 dumpster condom <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh in this episode called inferno Vic mobilizes the strike team to help Aceveda's election campaign dutch and claudette suspect a teenage girl is lying about the rape acquisition uh ac- accusation she's made against her employer uh so yeah the uh the civil um auditor lady is still there which i thought was weird because she's still like interfering with stuff and i was just like that's weird uh but this is kind of like is it a false rape episode so there's this like young teen girl who comes in, uh, and she's like, Yeah, my employer raped me. And they bring the guy in, and he's just like, I never raped her. And uh, the girl's story like has a lot of inconsistencies, and she says she's never had sex, but then they find semen of someone else, like the presence. There's a lot of talk of semen in this episode, Jared. Um, so they're like, Yeah, this uh, is weird. Uh, and uh, they find out they're like, They pull the mom in for questioning, and Dutch is just like, I'm pretty, he's like, I think you guys are just blackmailing this guy. And uh, they're like, no, she was raped for real. We'll, 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 we'll prove it. And uh, they go and they pull a condom out of a dumpster. And he's like, he's like, was that in there for two days? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And so they analyze it and it was the guy, but uh, what it was, was it was consensual. But then afterwards, the lady and the mother were like, you give us money now, or we'll say that you raped this girl. So it was kind of like a sting operation.
1: You know what Uh, I mean? Yes,
2: of course. And this is also the episode where, remember Julian? Oh, yeah. You haven't mentioned Julian really at all. Uh, well, he's always kind of like, he's just kind of in the back burner. Like, he's in his conversion therapy, and he's going to get married. Uh, but in this episode, the guy he was kind of, like, partnering with for a while, to, uh, Tomas. Tomas comes, and uh, to, Tomas is threatening uh, the street life on Julian. because uh, Tomas is a bad guy, uh, by the way, because Julian's like, listen, he's like, uh he's like i know we had a thing but i'm moving on and i'd I'd like you to leave and tomas is like i'm gonna tell everyone you're gay and julian's like please don't and he's like well he's like give me a hotel room and give me your credit card and then he goes and buys a bunch of stuff and he he tries to rationalize it but i was like i was like you're in the wrong tomas you shouldn't just be abusing julian like this uh so And then Julian tries to put Tomas in uh, conversion therapy, which is also not good. Uh, But this is uh, the one where they're bringing Tomas in because he punches the conversion therapy guy, so they arrest him. And this is where he goes, he's getting dragged to the police station and he's screaming about how gay Julian is. So everyone knows Julian is gay now, Mm -hmm. is basically what it is. And then uh, Crossbones from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's going to start to do some bad stuff to Julian because... uh, because he's gay. You know Crossbones? I heard. I From the Marvel crossbones. Cinematic Universe?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. So anyways, that's that episode. Uh, and then I have 212. And my one real note of this was I put big sex pervert episode. Ooh. <laughs> and Great I put, point. <laughs> and I also wrote a black Nazi shoots Shane. So that's another thing that happens here. So, breakpoint as his own life starts crumbling around him, Vic pitches in to help Dutch in search for a deadly pedophile. So, there's a kid who's gone missing. It's this young black guy, uh, and uh, or he's kind of like one of his parents is white, one of his parents is black, uh, and he's missing, and they suspect a pedophile. So, Vic is like helping out. Um, And then what you find out is that this kid is into, like, far-right Nazi race um, stuff and, like, purifying races and things like that. So what this kid and his friends do is they go and uh, um, they trick pedophiles who are going to pay for money or pay money for sex. And then they rob them. And then this kid goes and starts killing uh, gay people and other black people, I think, because he's like tricked by like Nazism, but he himself is black. It's a very strange thing. But uh he shoots Shane is what happens here. And then uh yeah, so there's lots of pedophile talk. They bring him lots of pedophiles and guys who talk about how they have groups and they meet. Uh I think I, I shared a, a screenshot in the Discord where it's mm. like where he's like we're a like minded group. He's like uh he's like, Were there any kids there? And he's like, No, we didn't have dessert And you're just like Ew. Ew. Uh no. and this and, and so so that's gross, but they catch them and stuff, so that's good. Uh and then uh yeah, things are heated uh at the house. Matthew is acting out really bad. Uh he does have a behavioral therapist who is working, but Vic doesn't really like the guy and it's he Vic's like, You dating my wife? <laughs> kind of thing. Uh so there's that going on. Um, but this is more of an Amazon Prime thing, but I thought it was weird. Uh, before this episode played, there was a preview for season one of Dawson's Creek. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And I, I just found it strange because it was like, they do previews sometimes, but it was like a v- season one of Dawson where they're, it's like grainy and old. And I was just like, huh. I was like, what a relic of a forgotten time. So anyways, uh, 2.13, this is season finale. Uh, this is... Where uh, my only real note was Cletus Van Dam, which is oh, yeah. uh, a, a disguise, which I like quite a bit. This episode is called Domino's Falling. And
1: it's a real nom de plume.
2: It is. It is. Cletus Van Dam, uh, As he struggles to keep his job, Vic pushes ahead with his new plan to hijack a mob money shipment. So this is the episode where uh, the money train's coming in and uh, the boys make a move on it uh so money train is in vic is having a hard time getting there because he's with tavon and uh, uh they're actually catching like a criminal so he like can't leave and then he's like all right tavon i gotta go so vic comes to meet the boys but something bad happened someone showed up at the money train and killed a couple people not them but someone showed up and killed a couple people and then our boys go the strike team goes to rob the money train and they're just like hey man some guy came and killed those two uh, Like some of these guys, it's like this is turning into a bad deal. Like this is a murder now. And Vic's like, "No, nah, we're going to take the money anyways. It's fine." <laughs> um, so he does that, and uh, they take the money, and it's like something like three million dollars. And the season ends with them, at first staring at the money, happy, but then realizing they their like dread is setting in. They're like, they're like, oh. This is a mm-hmm. lot of money.
1: Wait, what's the right? music that plays?
2: It's a, it's the, you know, the band Live.
1: Uh, oh yeah.
2: That it's, uh, I can't remember what song it is, but uh, it's uh the band Live has a song yeah, that yeah. plays, yeah. and you're just like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's so, not all that you thought it was gonna be, huh, guys?
1: As you can imagine, the devil going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's exactly how it felt. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so season two ends. They have successfully robbed the money train, but now... um they, they did it. But now the boys are like, uh-oh, did we do something that is going to... They really stepped in
0: it now.
2: And then you go, oh, boys. <laughs> you boys, guys. Boys, boys, boys. Why,
1: why you got to be like that?
2: Yeah. Which is good stuff, I think. Good stuff. So, anyways, there's, there's that going on, which is pretty crazy. Am I right, that yeah,
1: That's like kind of like the main story of the whole show. But there's all these other things going on at the same time.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, oh, yeah, Aceveda gets elected to city council at the end of season two as well. Yeah. So or he's whatever. Not gonna,
1: yeah, so he's not, he's not, not going to be the stupid uh, captain anymore.
2: Uh, so you think.
1: So you think it's all smooth sailing. We're not going to have, we're not going to see old uh, Aceveda anymore. Yeah. Nothing. We're going
2: to see Aceveda. Not, yeah. Nothing's
1: ever, nothing's ever going to happen to him ever. No,
2: no. Why would anything happen to Aceveda? Why, why would anything happen to him? Uh, what, so, uh, what, what, what yeah, could he, possibly
1: go wrong? He, it's all, it's all great.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So Aceveda's is doing great and will always will, uh, Danny's getting shit on for, by everything. Um, oh yeah. So Julian, uh, I don't know, I can't remember if it's in that episode, but, like, uh, the the two guys, like, Crossbones and another guy don't like that Julian is gay, so uh, they go and give him a, uh, what they call a blanket party, where they throw a blanket on him and they beat the shit out of him.
1: That, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't sound like a very fun party. Uh, I mean, I don't think
2: it's a party either, but that's yeah, what they call uh,
1: it. You know, like, I actually totally forgot about the blanket party
2: yeah because like and so that's the thing with julian's story julian's story is always like two minutes of every other episode kind of do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. where it's like every other episode they're like oh yeah julian's on the show and then they they uh they include something with him but yeah so like, like julian's come out to his wife and she's like yeah okay she's like just don't be gay anymore and he's like yeah i'll try babe But uh, that guy, Tomas, runs around and then uh, the other cops take it very personally. And then, uh, oh, at the end of season two, there's a lot of budgetary cuts. So uh, Aceveda is firing like half of the barn. So now season three is going to start with the barn having half of the cops that they had before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good for
1: morale, good for investigation.
2: Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, and Claudette is the um, the pick to... uh, for the next captaincy so oh, the way man. season two ends yeah uh the chief is like yeah we want claudette for it so uh is like yeah well he's like she's a good pick and um what else happens and, yeah well, so we have,
1: and D- danny
2: oh uh, yeah so danny's getting shit on
1: like a lot didn't she like lose her job <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, she gets fired. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to say like Yeah, yeah, so
2: either. in in the cutbacks, the guys who the guys who beat up Julian, they get fired. So Crossbones is off of the shield and then Danny gets fired because uh so because of all the stuff the um that that Muslim Lady was doing to her. So mm-hmm. like uh um setting her up with like she like planted weed in her car and then like was like trying to like get her fired and like filing restraining orders which looked bad and then because armadilla got killed in in the cage and Danny was the officer that um uh patted him down they're like oh that's negligence so yeah season 2 ends with Danny getting fired uh Julian gets beat up uh, a bunch of other cops get fired uh, Dutch kind of has his confidence back. Claudette is going to be captain. Aceveda is leaving, and the strike team has the money, but now they don't know what to do with it. More money, more al- problems. More money, more problems. And then also, Corinne is back, but she does not. Uh, she does not want to be with Vic anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or she was open to working with it, but uh, I think she goes to Vic's apartment one night and he she he sees she sees that Vic has a girl there and she's like "fuck you, Vic." So then she leaves. Yep, that does happen. I I think it's in season two. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So I don't know what you want me to do here. Should I do season? Three? I don't even know where we're at. I, it's I, it, it, it's I don't nine. Know. I could do all of season three next week. I'm done. I'll probably be yep. done season four next week also.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, actually, I shouldn't say that.
0: I'll
1: probably have. Likely. Well, they are yeah, the other. Some of the seasons are longer than others for random reasons. Because, yeah, season three is 15 episodes. Holy... Season three is
2: 15?
1: Yeah. Ooh. Season four was 13. Mm-hmm. Season five is 11. And then there's like a, a 15 minute mini episode that happens uh, between five and six. Which, okay. We'll is that going to be on Prime? I have no idea. It was it was later made be... available on the season five DVD set. Of, I mean, it's called Wins and Losses, but don't want, think about that at the end of season five. Yeah. And then season six continues directly after season five, and then it's like yeah, it's just like nonstop at that point. Okay. Yeah. You know? And then yeah, season blah, 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 season six is ten, and then season seven is thirteen.
2: So there's uh, yeah, there's Plenty. still a bit to go.
1: Plenty to go. Yeah, it just lots depends of, on what of, you want to do. Lots of fun stuff with episodes calling called like playing tight streaks and tips, bottom bitch, slip mm-hmm. uh, knot,
0: uh, slip knot. Yep. All Space in burner. Yep. On tilt.
2: Yeah, I just watched on tilt a, a dude. Two of them. Ta- Tar baby, lots of stuff going on.
1: String theory, string theory, yeah. That's an episode that's you haven't got there yet. And there's an episode called Back in the Hole. Back in the Hole,
2: we had a fire in the hole in season three.
0: Oh man, and there's an episode called Smoked.
2: Yeah, it's all there, is what you're trying to say, right?
1: Oh man, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good, wonderful stuff, and man, mm-hmm. if you if you're invested in money, trains. <laughs> season three, yeah,
2: and uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll save it for next week. I don't know. I could talk about it now. It's up to you. I don't know. I don't know how the audio quality is.
1: It's been it's fine, done. actually. I, I yeah, it might have been it might have just been your microphone needed a little unplug. It's been oh, great. Oh, I just since... need to
2: plug in things better.
1: Yeah, it happens. I don't know. Son of a bitch. It's been good.
2: Okay. okay, good.
1: Good. It's up to you. You can go ahead. It doesn't matter. What, 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 is, what is a season? I mean...
2: I could do the first couple episodes because that seems to work. Do, do it. Those are the ones that are farthest back. So, actually, season three is a good one I, it's for me to talk about a couple episodes because uh, season three of The Shield is uh, what I would call the rape season. Oh dear. Or when I learned to not like the shield
1: anymore. Oh no.
2: Season three is uh, my least liked season of this, okay. this show. Okay. For a few reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. I, will, yeah. I will say.
1: Does it I rhyme still... with, the, with, is it Kurt Sutter?
2: It's not, he's not in it that much.
1: He's not uh, like as an actor. Kid. But no, is uh, uh yes in the in the writing room, which is yeah the important part, yeah, it
2: is the Kurt Sutter stuff i I think, um, I think that's why the season is so uh rape heavy um, um so I, I should say like i I still like the shield, I'm still watching the shield, and season four, I think is back to basics uh w- <laughs> which I kinda like and <laughs> back, I, to I, back to basics uh gangland war war tough um i can see what they wanted to do like the so season three like it's all about rape jared and it's about investigating rape cases and then it's like what would happen if this happened to one of our own and i'm like okay and there's all these talks about power and control and i'm like okay uh but uh and then, like, there's some animal stuff later, which you already, we've talked about, um, which I wasn't a fan of. Like, I think that, I just think that's dumb. And, like, I, I'm kind of with uh, Michael Chiklis on that one. It's just, like, that was a bad call, you guys. Well, um, let
1: me just, yeah, in regards to that, I mean, it's coming down the pike. That was, like, I don't think anyone was really a fan of that. <laughs> like, everyone, I, I think everyone, like, yeah. even, even back then, it was, like, the fuck?
0: <laughs> like
2: yeah. it was and like I, oh. I, I totally understand the intent of it it's like because the whole, the, yeah, the whole sure. episode is like the serial killer guy like you have to you have to look into their eyes while you do it and he's like okay he's like or you'll never understand me he's like I understand you and he's like no you don't man anyways well that's that's a long ways away but um, way.
1: and and so yeah. of course I found out it was like because uh, I was like I know I could not remember what episode it was in the season and I was like oh I gotta look it up and I went oh it's the David Mamet episode <laughs> Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Which the rest of that episode is fine. Uh if that makes sense. The rest of that episode is okay, but um yeah. So anyways, uh here's my here's my problem with season 3. Uh I don't like the the big rape in this season.
1: What are, are now Which are is are episode talking five. about uh cause I was going to say I, you mean, I, can I, get I, I I already know thing. it I know cuz this is the a uh, thing uh, that is because I think it's it's pretty harrowing, uh, as yes. well. The, yes, yeah, because uh, yes, the uh, Aceveda.
2: Before I get there, <laughs> I totally, I fully understand what you're doing,
1: and, and so the vagueness to folks, it is not Aceveda becomes a rapist.
2: No, and I, I mean, I don't know what to say about it's episode five, uh, I, and I will say this, like. This is my own thing. It's like, I know what they're doing. Yes, people get raped all the time. And uh I think they're trying to make a point about that. But that episode made me so uncomfortable. I'm not kidding. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, ah, oh. like it woke me up in the night. I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that really affected me. And then I, I went back to sleep. So um, my point is, uh, I think it did what it was trying to do. I think was to try and to make uh to show you a, like a grisly rape and be like, see, it's really bad. And it's like, I know it's bad. I know rape is bad. I didn't want to see it. So anyways, yeah, it made me, uh it made me incredibly uncomfortable, Jer. which I mean, I know is the point, but like, uh I thought about it for like a couple days. I was like, man, I don't like that. I was like, oh. mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why they did that. I was
0: like, it was that, uh, it's like i don't know i don't know man uh, yikes so
1: anyways <laughs> some people go what though Fuck. what is What is this show
2: well, i don't know well yeah, what, what yeah i know like, well that's the... like
1: oh, i'm watching season four
2: <laughs> it's like yeah nope. well i Let powered through you. i powered through it yeah but that's what i mean season three was not an easy season to get through because mm-hmm. there is, uh, there's a lot of, like, and it's not even just that rape. Like, uh, season, th- uh, episode three, which is, um, I called the Forbidden episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, that has, like, on-scene rape as well. And you're just like, whoa, there's a lot of rape in this season. A lot of people getting raped and a lot of, uh, or not a lot, but well, uh, yeah, the description. some animals getting killed on screen. Yeah,
1: well, wow. he... Are are they killed on screen?
2: Well, p- pretend killed in
1: in character. Yeah, in in show killed. Yeah, by by beloved you, characters. Even beloved characters, but like major characters. We go. Like, it's like, what the
2: fuck? Do you do you want me to get to episode five where the rape happens? Because I I think I could do that pretty quickly.
1: Sure. Why not? That sounds wonderful. Three oh
2: one. I put cop stuff, I and mean, that yeah. was my only note. Uh, this episode is called playing tight Vic sets out to stop stolen military weapons from feeling a gang war unaware that it threatens to expose him as the mastermind behind the threat uh, theft of the Armenian mobs laundered money. So this episode is all about how uh, they come back from season two. Uh, you find out that the strike team has, has the money stored away. They are not, uh, they're not spending any of it because they're trying to be careful and then you see where everyone else is. Um, so Claudette is supposed to take over as captain, but they the chief decides that uh, because Aceveda isn't well, Aceveda is not taking office for six months, so he's just going to stay for a while. And before that happens, Claudette's like, "Hey, I think we She's talking to Aceveda. And she's like, hey, I think we should pull in the decoy squad from another stations because we're so understaffed. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. You should tell the chief that. And then Aceveda's like, like, he's like, I'm staying for the next six months. And I told the chief and we are going to get the decoy squad. Squad, And Claudette's like, you son of a bitch, <laughs> Uh So he stole her idea and he's not leaving. Uh, so he's going to stay for the season, basically, because he's like, yeah, I'm not leaving yet. He's like, I still got stuff to do. Uh, And that's kind of, and that's where this uh, episode comes back. And then the other thing is the one niners and the other gang, the biz lats, uh, which Mm -hmm. is the Latin uh, gang in town. They, um, they all have like high grade assault weapons. So the strike team, that's, uh, that's what they got to do. So a very uh, bread and butter episode. You know what I mean, Jared? Right. And then we had 302. My one note is intro at six minutes and 58 seconds. That is when the intro, the the shield ah, kicks in. And I went, whoa. Uh, I also wrote down that the quality of this episode was really rough. Like, like the actual quality of the episode. And I was like, huh, must have been a bad transfer. Oh, Blood like and- the,
1: okay, I see what you mean.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is called Blood and Water. Uh, Vic promises a gang lieutenant the top job if he agrees to set up his boss. Dutch and Claudette's investigation into gang shootings points to an unexpected trigger man. Um,
1: I don't really remember well,
2: what the did you unexpected mention, well, trigger man is. Well,
1: wait, I can't remember. Maybe I zoned out cause I was skimming something else, but did yeah. you mention the feet? <laughs>
0: oh like, yeah. And the, so the, in the Armenian
1: thing, I
0: feel like, I don't, like some, I don't I feel remember like you. Was, yeah. Cause there's like, yeah, there's,
1: there's murders and there's like feet amputations. Uh, yeah. It it happens
2: in season two when they're looking into the money train. And yeah, there was bodies that had feet amputations. I don't, I never made a note of it, so I can't remember when it happened. It happens Mm -hmm. in like two or they have Margos in once and he makes a comment about Danny's feet or something. He's like, I'd sure like to get a look at those feet. And she's like, or like she, he says that to Danny or Claudette and they're like, all right, you're kind of weird, man. We're going to get you out of here. And then you never see him again until at the end of season three. Okay. Uh he's talked about a lot. Yeah, that's Margos. He's talked mm-hmm. about it all the time, but you don't see him again until the end of season 3. Uh um and the feet, uh bodies don't happen again until close to the end of season 3, I think. So it happens a couple times in season 2 and then Margos not Dazarian. again for a while. Yeah. Yeah, not again for a while. Uh so yes, uh episode 2 um is Vic kind of like setting up uh, new one nine nine or boss and stuff like that, and uh, they're they're mostly just trying to protect themselves. So you know what I mean? Uh, and then three o three, as I said before, this is the forbidden episode because this is uh the only episode of the shield that is not available on Amazon Prime
1: for some reason.
2: For some reason, uh, I don't know why, but um, it's forbidden. I I guess uh this is where we find uh, the first occurrence of the cuddler rapist uh so there is a man breaking into senior citizens homes or uh, elderly women and raping them and all, a lot of the elderly women don't want to admit it but dutch and claudette are they're just such damn good detectives they figure it out they say these women are being raped because dutch notices that the bed has no sheets on it and they go to the dumpster and they pull the sheets out and wouldn't you know semen jared Mm
0: -hmm.
2: wouldn't you know uh so the cuddler rapist he goes uh and one woman admits it and then uh they kind of backtrack and find out that he's been raping a lot of elderly women uh and um what was it uh uh he's raping a lot of them jared i can't remember so yeah he breaks in he cuddles them for a couple hours and then he rapes them and then he leaves uh so th- he's going to be kind of like dutch's story for the next couple episodes until he finds the guy uh, right. but they do pull in a ra- uh a guy who is like convicted of sexual assault at one point and then uh dutch is like well you're not the guy doing this and he's like no i'm not uh, or he, like he hasn't been convicted ever but the guy's very honest with dutch he's like i'm not that rapist." but i really do have a problem controlling myself and i'm afraid i'm gonna do it one day and dutch is like well don't man he's like don't do that and the guy's like well you gotta arrest me and dutch is like well you never did anything wrong he's like you're not the cuddler rapist so i can't and the guy's like okay and he's like the dad from something i can't remember what he's like the dad in another tv show uh like a friday night lights kind of tv show but um Uh, he lets him go and then the guy calls Dutch and he's like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it right Uh now and Dutch is like no don't do it man he's like he's like I told you you shouldn't have let me go I'm gonna I'm gonna go rape him right now and he's like don't and he's like and the guy's like "Up here, I'd be careful and then uh he goes and the cops go to break it up uh but he's already raping the woman so uh and they they show that and I was like is that why this episode is forbidden (laughs) <laughs> like that there's a, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why it's not on it. Like, cause I checked all the other seasons. There's no other episode that isn't available on prime. And I, at the time I sent Jarrett pictures, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I was like, why isn't this episode available? Um But yeah, it was uh yeah. So, and that's how this episode ends. is just like that guy raping the other guy. And then uh they arrest him, And then the episode is over and you go, oh dear.
0: Dear uh 304 um i put bad management i'm not really
2: sure what i mean by that uh strikes and tips uh the rivalry between streaks and tips the rivalry between the strike team and the decoy squad heats up as they compete to find a murder suspect oh this is the shane and Tavon episode uh so yeah The other thing this season is the decoy squad is there. It's this uh, team of, it's like the strike team, but they're always undercover and they're usually homeless people. So uh, um, Claudette isn't- not not corrupt. (laughs) Not corrupt, yes. That's the kind of key. And Claudette's not captain, but she is given rule and control over both the strike team and the decoy squad to kind of like let her into this, but she's still a detective. So she's got like two jobs. And, uh, she assigns both the strike team and the decoy squad to this one, uh, this one thing about, like, the guns. And, uh, this, the decoy squad is really mad because they're like, they're like, we're an undercover squad. This isn't what we do. This is the strike team. And she's like, I want everybody on this right now to do this. And the decoy squad is really mad. So strike team and decoy squad make a bet that the losing team has to streak through the precinct. And, uh, uh that's what they're doing and then Shane Shane's a racist so he always makes fun of Tavon who I haven't talked about for a while but Tavon's on the team now and um so Shane and Tavon aren't doing good oh yeah Shane's got a girlfriend Mara and Mara is uh she she says a lot of stuff to Shane like I don't like that Vic uh controls you and is mean to you and I think you should be the leader of the strike team and uh <laughs> You know, Shane Shane goes to the strike team alone. He's like, you know, I've been talking to Mara. And Vic's like, Mara's gonna leave in three weeks, or in like within a couple months, you'll see. Three She'll be weeks. out of here. He says something like that. And Shane's like, yeah. no man, don't say that. And then like Shane and Tavon fight all the time because Shane's kind of racist. No. Nope. Uh and uh Vic is like, Tavon, you gotta go to Shane's house and you gotta um apologize to him. And Tavon's like, Yeah, okay, I will. So Tavon goes, and he tries to apologize, but the, they yell at each other, and then they fight. And they get into a real fight, Jared. A big one. Big no. fight. And uh, Tavon is uh, kind of like choking out Shane, and then Mara hits him on the head with like an iron or something. And huh? Tavon gets up, and he's like, oh, I'm not. As, uh. And he leaves, and he gets in his car, and he drives a couple blocks away, and then he hits another car, and he bl- blows through the windshield. And uh, he just kind of lands on the street and his body's all like rigged. Oh, his legs I, are like folded God. over his head.
1: I totally forgot about that. Yeah, oh, Tavon God. gets
2: messed up real quick. Yeah, bad.
1: now you're saying, I'm like, oh shit, that,
2: yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens. And then Tavon's in a coma for, uh, he's not dead. Tavon yes. is in a coma for
1: the entire season. Oh my God. Until, I remember until all the very I remember, end. Have you got to, have they gone back to him where you've watched? Yeah, he's awake. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry.
2: Well, they, <laughs> they kind of trick him.
1: I know, but because it's so brutal. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking brutal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, So (laughs) this is where Tavon is killed. And then Shane goes, uh, well, Shane like tries to clean it up and without telling Vic, but you know, you always got to tell Vic.
1: Oh, Shane.
2: Yeah. And then uh, just in terms of Vic's family, Cassidy runs away because she doesn't like uh, that her dad doesn't live at home.
1: (laughs) I forgot about Cassidy.
2: Who is Michael real daughter. Yeah, Vic's
1: talentless daughter.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So she runs away because she doesn't like that the mom is dating the behavioral therapist of Matthew. Yes. Uh, And so this sets up stuff that comes later. But uh, this is where Cassidy runs away.
1: I forgot about that too. Oh, Uh, Cassidy.
2: Yeah. And then we get to 305 yes and this is where Aceveda is graped graped yeah I had to write it like that because I didn't want to write the word out in my phone because I didn't want it to autocorrect later at some other inappropriate time oh so this episode has a lot of stuff it's called mom this is where we get the money train bombshell so let's just get that out of the way right now interpol is working with dutch and uh um what you find and like Vic is like why is Interpol here? Why are these guys here? And Dutch won't tell him and Aceveda won't tell him and then he finds out kind of uh, or like no they don't find out but what what we the viewers find out is that the money train uh money cash is all marked. It is every single bill has been marked and if any of them get spent, there're a, a red flag will go up. So the team doesn't know this yet, but we as an audience learn this. And then Vic is, Vic's getting pressure from Aceveda, so he's like, all right, I got to go out there um, to kind of put the screws on people. And uh, the thing I was going to talk about before this episode finished was how Vic uh, torches a bong rip for a dude, and he, like, forces the bong down a guy's throat. So he's, like, choking a guy on a bong uh and then Vic goes to uh the guy who he sets up to be in charge of the Bizlats. So that that was a couple episodes ago where uh the Bizlats like steal some of the money train money uh cuz Vic uses it as like collateral. Uh and then to get it back, the strike team kills the Bizlats leader and then they're like you're the new leader of the Bizlats, but you're going to do what we say. Uh, and then he finds out that Aceveda's on the train, uh, like on the trail of the money train, uh, money kind of in the Bizlats. So, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Vic is like, Hey, uh, what is his name? It's like Daruga or something is the new leader of the Bizlats. He's like, you got to go and, uh, get rid of that money that, uh, you guys had. Um, and so Aceveda and the Interpol guy go to like this, they find someone. It's like, yeah, it's at this house in the freezer. And they're like, Okay. So they go get it, and then the Interpol guy is like, all right, well, we got the money. We should go. And is like, eh, I'm going to stick around and look at things a little bit. So the other guy goes, and Acevedo calls for a car to come. Uh, and then the two guys that Vic uh, was bullying earlier, uh, they show up. Uh, and then the show gets into some real um, Wolf Creek territory. Uh,
1: is it? No, it's more, it's more like la, uh, Last House on the Left.
2: It gets into some real Last House on the Left territory. Uh yeah, and then they they do a real fake out where uh as things are getting really tight, uh really tense, um the 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 cop car shows up that Aceveda called for and they're and you go, Oh thank god, they're there to save him. But they don't save him, Jarrett. You know, they don't save him.
1: Sloppy police work, Lou.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys should have entered the premises. That's and they uh... don't
1: and they don't. And, and, and they leave Aceveda to the devices of these two men, one of which had just been violated by one Vic Mankey with a bong yes. down the throat. So uh, these these two thugs, uh, no. yeah, they 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 uh, force uh young young poor Aceveda to uh, perform some oral sex on one of them, while the other one records it on their cell phone. I first right, yeah. something of that. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then eventually the strike team comes, and those guys run away. And Aceveda, uh, uh, kind of gets loose of his stuff and talks about how he got beat up, but he's okay.
1: He yep, got beat up. And
2: he got beat up. And Aceveda does not say anything. Uh, and then and then that that, that stuff is gonna happen to Aceveda for the rest of the season, kind of. Yep. But, uh, yeah. No. This uh this episode was like when I watched this, I was I was I was very like upset by this <laughs> which I, I I do understand is kind of like I guess the point of it but I was just like oh I was like uh, I was like that's not good I don't like that I was like who mm. wrote this episode and then I looked it up and I was like okay
1: well, the, the main the architects of the series
2: yeah the yeah not not the specific writer but this is a Kurt Sutter uh, episode
1: it's Sean Ryan too he wrote he co- and Sean wrote Ryan
2: yeah so uh yeah I don't know like I it's like I said before I I get what they're doing cuz this whole season is about like the cuddler rapist and the other rapists in the background and then there's lots of talks of like control and power and like cops and stuff it's like I th- it's like I, I think I know what you're trying to say with this stuff but uh yeah man I uh I hated this I was just like I I was like I wish I didn't see that episode <laughs> I, I wish that was the forbidden episode that was uh, left off of uh I mean it's a it's a character point for Aceveda. It comes up a lot and stuff like that. But
1: uh, well, it's it's still uh yeah, I mean, as you go on. Uh Yeah,
2: I I I've seen yeah. No. The first two episodes of season 4 it's still there. But yeah, I know like I don't know, it's like I said. I I still watch it. I'm still watching the show. I I still like the show, but uh, this season, especially this one, I was just like, "Oh. I think like, this is getting grimier by
1: the it's second. Too, too too much darkness." Not, not enough men <laughs> flying through fences and hammering dudes.
2: That that's in my opinion, that is where the show excels. And that is a like, uh,
1: hard, hard, uh, chest pumping uh, chase scenes through alleys with like uh, la- Latino music playing in the background. Yeah. And, and then yellow filters and mm-hmm. men being pounded to the pavement.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So I, I like that stuff a lot.
3: Don't and... make me chase you! <laughs> <Don't>
1: do <laughs> I... That's the Bond, shield. Bond, 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 <laughs> yeah, that, that
2: is one, the shield. Just that yeah. one time. So yeah. Anyway, season Wait, three was uh, there's, uh, man. a challenging watch
0: to oh, say um, the least. Yeah.
2: unfortunate. Well, I mean,
1: uh, well, yeah. I definitely knew that uh, the forthcoming episode eleven would be uh would be the the trial as well. But I, I kind of forgot that, that season three is packed with the the darkness. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that the Aceveda bit was uh or also season three.
2: Yeah, and I mean like. I don't know. This episode's got a really high rating and I'm sure there's some people who like are totally into this. Like, In, and I don't int,
1: into it. I don't well, know. I, I into mean, it.
2: I like the storyline, I guess that he's like, because he like tries to become like, um, like, I, I don't want to say like a survivor. Cause I feel like some people don't like the, like labeling victims either, but like he tries to, well, he could have been Old...
1: killed. Yeah. On, like, yeah. And yeah.
2: yeah. And it's like, like yeah, like I, I know this stuff happens all the time, but yeah, there is a couple of like rape episodes in a row and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, this show is really leaning into the rape in this season. Holy cows. Holy cow. What about what, I mean? what,
1: what about gay prostitutes?
2: Uh, those come up later. Those it come up later. up later. Yeah, they just get beat up, though. They don't. Uh... Oh, no. Uh, Some. Yeah, they're just getting beat up. And then Shane's got to be a gay prostitute for a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they get them. They get they those get, guys. They get them. Everybody gets God eventually.
2: Yeah, but I will say, I I still I still very much like the Shield. But uh, season three had uh, some pretty deep cuts for me, where I was just like, oh, I was like, oh my god, yeah. But now Glenn Close is here, so
1: hooray! Things are
2: looking up, baby.
1: Well, yeah, you got a.
2: Uh... But it seems like season four is not a highly rated season
1: really i'm I'm looking I over the description. I don't remember well again, so the episodes you're watching they don't have recap things at the beginning, right they don't have like a no, there's scene no. on the shield yeah no.
0: no.
1: so there is yeah there's a a pretty iconic moment I'm not sure where you're at in season four, but there's uh, an two icon... episodes in okay um yeah, I'm not sure where you're at quite yet, but there's a pretty iconic uh scene that uh <laughs> I don't know uh, Unintentionally hilarious, but like also like a major plot point. But it got used. Lawrence knows what I'm talking about. It got used in the recaps of previously on the Shield, just to make sure it's the which audience. character character? Uh, it'll be a Shane, and 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 a new character.
2: Like Glenn Close?
1: Not Glenn Close. Oh, okay. Not Glenn Close. Um, the it'll be like the big bad of uh, the season
2: of season four. Anthony yeah. Anderson. Antoine. Yeah, I've say Anthony Anderson's been there a little bit, but not much.
1: Okay. Yeah, it'll be yes. You'll you'll know it. Other than the respect, respect, mm-hmm. respect.
2: That's all I've really seen of Anthony Anderson so far. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, Ant- Antoine's like a a major figure of the Shield verse.
2: Yeah, he seems to be. Oh. They've set him up to be the uh, the big guy for this one. The big guy. The big guy.
1: Outstanding. Well, yeah. I'm I'm. Sorry, you had such a rough time <laughs> with the I mean with it's the, with the program.
2: It's nobody's fault.
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely Kurt Sutter's fault. It's
2: well, and see that's the thing. It's like I think it's Kurt Sutter, like I, I, I really do because well, yeah. well, I would Anarchy definitely say,
1: do. oh man, Sons of Anarchy. It's like, you like, know what I mean? Well, the problem is is the shields actually got compelling characters. oh and yeah. The, yeah and the the Sons of Anarchy doesn't really have that just like opie that's it and, and and we don't know how that goes yeah. jared stops watching
2: i did watch two seasons of sons of anarchy so clay yeah, i think clay I think, it's, I think it's kurt sutter but anyways it's like i said i still really like the shield but uh season three was uh season three was a tough gambit for me
1: okay yeah anyways uh you got any news you want to share with the world uh nope very well. well. I got to mention the criterions coming out in November because that is what people tune in for, listening to RJ squirm, watching twenty-year-old television shows.
0: Yes, with,
2: uh,
1: pro, yeah, with some real dark subject matter, oh, depictions yes. of the horrors of humanity. But you know what doesn't have that probably too much is a box set, Jackie Chan: Emergence ah. of a Superstar Collector Set. Incredible. Ja- Jackie Chan, more Jackie Chan coming at you. What are we getting in this box set? Half a loaf of Kung Fu, Spiritual Kung Fu, The Fearless Hyena, Fearless Hyena 2, The Young Master, My Lucky Stars, all for the low, low price of 125 US. Not too bad. And then we got, yeah, we got The Last Picture Show coming out on probably 4K by itself. That's cool. That's a great movie. Days of Heaven coming out on 4K uh, in November. We'll be we've already watched it by then. Uh, but we're we're getting Martin Scorsese's Mean Streets, Harvey and Bobby together again. You know, more, you know, Mean Streets has that
2: not been in the collection before? No. Oh,
1: okay. Nope. And uh, then we have that one uh, Claude Chabrol film, La Ceremony, um, which is kind of like a drama y Hitchcock thing ish. That I don't know. It's okay. Some people really lose their minds over it, mm. and that's coming out. So I mean, that's only actually was well, big box set. That's a lot of movies, and then two <laughs> movies. So they're kind of slimming down a little bit on the releases.
0: Mm-hmm. No,
1: nope. no, oh, that's too bad. good for us. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, we got a movie to talk about. Sure. About, about robots and Some... Morbius. Shields. Oh? Morbius. There's probably shields involved too somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Very well.
3: one of the crew of this faster-than-light spaceship of the future, sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventures. Sir, we're being radar scanned. United Planets Cruiser C-57D, J.J. Adams commanding. Who are you? Morbius of the Bellerophon. Well, Dr. Morbius, my orders are to survey the situation on Altair IV. Commander, if you sat down on this planet, I warn you that I cannot be answerable for the safety of your ship or your crew. When you reach the Forbidden Planet, you will meet Dr. Morbius, played by Walter Pigeon. The Doctor is sole owner of this fabulous world. Anne Francis is his alluring daughter, Alta, who has never seen a young man till she meets Commander Adams, played by talented Leslie Nielsen. Not in. Didn't bring my bathing suit.
0: What's a bathing suit?
3: Oh, murder. You'll meet a charming character in The Robot, able to produce, on order, 10 tons of lead or a slinky evening gown. Always at your service. You must be the loveliest, softest thing you've ever made for me. And fit in all the right places, with lots and lots of star sapphires. Star sapphires take a week to crystallize properly. Would diamond, or emeralds, too. You explore all the wonders of a vanished civilization. You travel deep down into the heart of the forbidden planet to discover the incredible marvels of this lost genius race. These magnificent scenes in striking Eastman color stagger the imagination. Twenty miles. Look down, gentlemen. Are you afraid? Seventy-eight hundred levels. Yet the wonders of the planet Altair IV conceal a strange and evil force unknown, irresistible.
1: Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about a laserdisc film. What? Laserdiscs? And this movie's What's got does This movie have lasers in it, kind of. Kind of. It,
2: it absolutely does.
1: Yeah, this is like Spine 53 in that Criterion Laserdisc collection.
0: Mhm. That
1: absolutely. Wikipedia nerds might not want you to know about anymore, but that's what we're here for. Whoa. That's what we're here for. We're here to re- I just realized to re- I
2: haven't posted our thing today.
1: You you really fucked up. Well, what should it be? That one? Sure, that one. Sounds great. What movie, were we talk- what movie is that still from? Oh, I know. Forbidden oh, yeah. Planet, 1956, directed by Fred Wilcox. The tagline for this film, RJ. Earthmen on a fabulous peril journey into outer space. What? What's in outer space? Well, starship C-57D, for one, which travels to planet Altair Four in search of the crew of spaceship Bellerophon, a scientific expedition that has been missing for 20 years, only to find themselves unwelcome by the expedition's lone survivor and warned of destruction by an invisible force that they don't turn back immediately. Did you say the
2: Enterprise-D was the ship?
1: The starship cf-57d
2: so the enterprise it, sure,
1: it sure looks like just a flying saucer doesn't it
2: it does look kind of like a flying saucer well they say it's state of the art
1: yeah i mean So who's gonna argue forbidden planet um this is a movie this movie's got a reputation i don't know if people have actually seen this movie from start to finish uh or they just know the title they've seen the poster they've seen robbie even that you could never watch this movie, but you've seen Robbie because you watched all the episodes of Columbo. Like that episode where he shows up, and Robbie shows do- up in Columbo. And he, yeah, and he walks a dog. Aww, yeah. that's cute. <laughs> it's a ro- It's not. It's the Robbie at playing another robot. If you understand. Oh, he's you, not. Yeah,
2: if, he's not credited as Robbie in Columbo.
1: I don't know if he gets a credit.
2: What do you mean he doesn't get a credit?
1: It just shows up. Yeah, what Robbie gets re- the bangs. Ro- 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 Robbie, Robbie the prop gets reused quite a bit.
2: Well, yeah, rightfully so. He's a cool dude. But I feel like he should get credit. That's kind of shit if he doesn't.
1: I don't know. He doesn't in this movie. <laughs> but, so yeah, this is a movie that people know. Uh, My, uh it kind of popped on my radar, like, you know, as a kid, but it was always a movie. Dark. I don't know, all these 50s movies sure look the same to me. They all like the idea of them before you actually watch them, you start separating them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one shows up in one of the Danny Perry cult movies books. There was this really cool uh, drawing of the, I don't know the 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 monster, the laser monster, the, the laser monster, uh, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is that thing? <laughs> like, well, it just, is like, it was just like so strange. I'm like, that doesn't think that doesn't seem to be something that belongs in this movie. Not even a little bit. So, um, I don't know. It was always like oh, I have to watch that one day, and like a lot of the 50s sci sci-fi movies. Uh, it well as oh, I should get around to watching all of those someday. And that one day came. I don't know. Some point in the last fifteen years, I watched this. I don't. It, it was you before. It was before Letterboxed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that back in I think January twenty eighteen, you and I were we were on a fifty sci-fi kick, and would yeah, have been heard uh, that. I don't know, but it was being cataloged uh, mm. on our episodes because we were recording. And I actually found back, going way back, using Letterboxd as the source that you uh, watched this movie. Uh, I didn't watch yeah. it myself back in January of 2018. I sure and, did, and you talked about it on this podcast. I did, and what I'm did sure I, say? Meant, I don't. Uh, you, you you said it looked wicked cool amongst other things. You, uh, I'm gonna include that audio. I think at the end of the episode, people can go back and do a comparison after listening to uh battle ravaged RJ post post shield season three, RJ post. Hey,
2: there's <laughs> a-, a lot
1: there's... of this. It, that's like, we're talking like uh, what almost 300 criterion since then that you've it's... been like, you've been shot riddled with <laughs> shot with like,
2: graped on in all sorts of things
1: mm-hmm. heavily Grape. graped. no
2: yeah yeah there's there's 2018 hey alien movies are pretty cool rj i, I like love you movies said, there's 300 criterions and season three of the shield rj which is a uh it's a different man
1: uh star trek discovery has happened to you
2: star trek discovery has happened uh the Romer episodes have happened Uh, We watched Sweet Movie.
1: Yep. All these things since since then. then. Yeah, a lot of of impact. So, I mean, you can listen to a a chirpier R.J., for for certain. Was I cheerier then? Uh, I'm not sure. It could have been the audio recording, too. That was during the Skype era.
2: Oh, okay. Now
1: we're in the Craig era.
2: We've entered the Craig stage of our development.
1: No. Not going hot. Not going too hot. So, anyway... I mean, if you ever asked me to recall much of this movie uh, that I've seen before, I'd be like, I have no idea. Like, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's, a, there's a big electric creature in it. Mm-hmm. And and Canadian heartthrob, Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Not to be confused with Liam Neeson.
2: Or other Canadian heartthrob, uh, Rutger
1: Hauer. 100%. Definitely don't confuse them with them.
2: Don't confuse those guys.
1: Um, no, no, no. Are you familiar with the works of Fred M. Wilcox, the director of this film?
2: I know a Fred, but I, uh, I almost guarantee,
1: I almost guarantee that no one listening to this podcast on a regular basis has watched any Fred Wilcox movie besides Forbidden Planet, unless they're big Lassie fans.
2: Uh, some, some dudes probably are.
1: Some Great. are, but I don't think they're listening to this show. I doubtful. Uh, The screenplay was one by one Cyril Hume. You know Cyril
2: Cyril Hume.
1: That's right. He wrote such classics as Tarzan the Ape Man, Flying Down to Rio.
0: Yeah, Uh, incredible.
1: The The Great Gatsby from 1949. Tokyo Joe. Tokyo Joe. Tokyo Joe. The The
2: Tokyo Joe.
1: The 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 Invisible Boy. Oh yeah, yep. And of course, the Forbidden Planet. Yeah, um, so this movie is regarded as one of the great science fiction films of the 1950s. And I think, think... some. Uh, okay. There's a footnote. It must be backed up somehow by Booker 2010, page 126.
2: The Booker? <laughs> Booker.
1: Like Booker. Booker T? The, the book, No, The Booker. Oh, not so, Booker of, T of cinema. The Booker, you know the Booker. They I'm not the really boys in the back. Okay. I know Booker T. Yeah, you do definitely know Booker T. Did he ever do a film podcast? Uh, he does. Yeah, I think he has a wrestling one. Oh, I don't know if he, know if he talks about movies. Yeah, anyway, um, interested having watched a bunch of Roger Corman um, derivative science fiction films of the era, mm-hmm. watching even the Ray Harryhausen stuff that we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. this this very year yep and um watching those fifties movies back back when in <laughs> innocent days of five years ago um yeah this movie stands ab- above the rest kind of like on a visual level alone
0: mm-hmm.
1: it like the effects uh look amazing still, I mean okay. some might say they look dated because <laughs> it's not c g i but uh well,
2: what would we say to those people
1: uh fuck you. Oh the wow! Earth.
2: The language, okay. Get,
1: get get the fuck out of here. I was get, gonna
2: say kick rocks, but okay. Yeah,
1: you, you, you fucking clown. Okay, okay, go get your go get your clown shoes.
2: Get your clown shoes. Get out of here. Get
1: out of here. Use, um, but I mean, this is not a movie about the story or anything like that because this movie is still as wooden and stiff as any science fiction movie of the 1950s. The
2: way but, we like them
1: the way we watch them because that's mm-hmm. you have no choice they're they're not exciting films uh they're not all the day that are still because that movie is actually like really great
2: Or war uh, of the been, worlds which will come up eventually that movie is uh, cool
1: too who also directed the movie we're talking about next week
2: yeah Definitely. exactly
1: it almost would be like Bun well. per- it would almost be like the perfect time to uh watch uh war of the worlds but it's no, in the no, Criterion no, collection that, now. that's
2: a spine number on its own friend i know don't jump the
1: gun they gotta wait now
2: <laughs> don't jump the gun you Fif- missed it
1: 15 years from now
2: you missed it man
1: yeah. it's on you but i mean this one's just like uh got everything you kind of want in this stuff kind of slow it's uh sure you know it, the story is like what have you but mm-hmm. uh visually There's some shots in this that look absolutely stunning, and you're like, holy fuck, that looks like a science fiction magazine, Mm -hmm. which is a a lot of uh, modern science fiction movies. They don't even try to look like that. Mm -mm. Not even a little bit.
0: Are they But
1: this movie, though, holy crap. I don't know if you felt this way at all. This is so Star Trek. (laughs) Like, the...
2: Yeah, I, I, I found this incredibly Star Trek to the point where I looked up w- which one was first. Um, because well, and you I was find like, out,
1: this and this came first.
2: This came first. Well, yeah, because there is uh, just all the naval stuff, and then, uh, like, the naval command kind of system that they have set up on the ship. And then even, like, it's not transporters, like energizers, but it is. Like, the things that they Absolutely. go into to drop out of light speed. It's like, yeah, those are ener- like energizers and they're little kind of phaser guns and stuff. Yeah. I looked it up. I was like, I was like, shit, is this ripping off Star Trek or is Star Trek ripping off this? And then I was oh, like, was
1: it oh, just, I this is Gene Roddenberry. 100%. Yeah. I mean, this was all drawing on different things and they had different approaches, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, what do we got in this movie? What's this thing all about? Uh, obviously the visual effects are incredible. This movie looks yep. so good compared to every other science fiction movie of the time. It's in color. Um, uh, so I think yes. a lot of people would have seen this in theater in color, but when they saw this on TV, probably for several years, they probably were only watching it in black and white still, because the color TVs were expensive mm-hmm. um, for quite a bit longer t- still. And you would have been watching it on TV and not in cinemascope. In glorious (gasps) widescreen, and some of the shots in this are like really driven by the fact that you're getting to see like the whole like space, and you get to see the whole fact that oh yeah, there's not like it's not just like weird tall rooms that they're in that just like this looks like it was just shot on a soundstage, like which -hmm. which I've like noted when you were watching like the Harry House and stuff and like the recording stuff, you're like this could be like these they are just literally reusing rooms. Like this actually feels like production designers were involved uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: with making this thing look uh, top of the line like treat, treating this like you know B material with like some serious consideration which uh I mean yeah I, you could say that it doesn't really come along for a little while longer I mean 2001 is kind of like the, the next gigantic step up from that and then there it's never really reached that often ever again because that, that was that Kubrick guy but this is like Going for that kind of scale of like, hey, let's use like lavish Hollywood uh, productions and put put it into like science fiction movies instead of like, ah, it's for the kids. They're too stupid to know what a room looks like. Yeah, just put it, put that doorknob on there.
2: <laughs> put a doorknob on there because the kids, they don't know. No. Like bad sliding
1: doors, which mm-hmm. this also has like kind of neat little uh, effects of. So anyway, this movie is set in our future, the 23rd mm-hmm. century. Um, there's, of course, United Planets, which, again, Star
0: Trek. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there uh, is a, something of a federation yeah. in place. Uh,
1: there is a, a, a ship went, has been sent, has been dispatched, which sounds exactly like something from a Star Trek episode, to go find an expedition that disappeared 20 years ago. Uh, they get there, and they find one Dr. Morbius. D.
2: Doctor Morbius.
1: A, a, a Doctor Morbius. Morbius,
2: uh, like Morbius, was a doctor too. A lot of people forget that. Hey. Eh?
1: Oh yeah, I know he was. I watched. Yeah, well, those I know you do.
2: Like no. Michael Morbius.
1: No, this is Edward. This is E oh. Morbius as opposed to M Morbius. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, common mistake. A lot of people no. make that. I
2: thought
1: it was Jared Leto Morbius.
2: Well, yeah, that's that's M Morbius, Doctor. And, M
1: Morbius. No. Doctor. So uh, the ship, you get this, like, cool shots of the ship just flying through space. You get to see them uh, kind of park behind uh, an eclipse happening, uh, which, again, like, guess looks great. Uh, then they get to the planet, and mm-hmm. there's a, they, they have a, con- a conversation uh, through a, you know a telecommunication with the Dr. Morbius saying, Don't come to the planet. <laughs> You'll be destroyed. Fine. Everything's fine, though. Just don't come here. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. we're coming anyway. Oh, well, he's like, well, okay then, but you must sign here that you (laughs) forgo any insurance claims for being here whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's out of my hands. And you go, (laughs) how 50s of this movie.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And at your own risk, pal. pal. I gave you the warning, so it's on you now.
1: It's on you. So uh we got our boys. Uh we got what is it? We got uh Commander John J. Adams. One John Adams, that's Leslie Nielsen. We got Lieutenant Doc Ostro. We got Lieutenant Doc Ostro. Doc. We got okay. Lieutenant Jerry Farman. We got Chief Me, Quinn. Jerry Farman. These dudes are so indistinguishable from one another. Except for the These, skipper, right? Except for except for skip. Hmm. Um yeah, they're just dudes in gray suits, lots of men with slick back nineteen fifties hair. Um to be in uh like it's always one of those goofy things in these movies where these characters who's like when well, we kind of know it's like astronauts have to kind of be, you know, physicists. I think we they have to be pretty I mean, smart pretty. and like fit and find top of the line <laughs> specimens, at least in the except I, for the cooking. idea. Of the 20th century, yeah, exactly. This is the thing. It's in the 20th century, this idea of like, oh, yeah, no, there's these are like, uh, like real top line specimen types, but now you're got like, ah, jeez, I gotta find more soup bones to feed the boys. <laughs> you're like, couldn't we find a more valuable member of the of the team rather than the cook? They,
2: they say, listen, Cookie, we're not gonna ask you about getting fall over drunk, we know you was. It Just was. tell us
1: about yeah. this. Yeah, this scene got really dr- driven home for me when Morbius is talking about his superior IQ. And there's always this talk oh, about like measuring yeah. measuring your IQ and how, how much more brilliant he is. He's like, how about you? Like, and this scene goes on forever. Whether I like, cooking him up to the machine, and they're like, oh, see, you're, my IQ last tested was, oh, was 155. And mine doesn't even measure anywhere near yours, Doctor. You're so much smarter than me.
2: What did that remind you of?
1: Uh, the IQ uh, guy the IQ guy which one
2: talking about how uh, superior his IQ was
1: very intelligent
2: very intelligent
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah, a lot a a lot of IQ talk which was really weird because there was an episode of Columbo I watched which was about a high IQ club and a killer happening there yeah very weird coincidence was it a hellfire club it was not the hellfire club so, anyways, uh, ship parks down on the planet. You get this awesome shot, like right off of a, you know, a pulp magazine cover uh, of the planet, and then you get this like dust cloud coming up because they're like, "What's going on? Why is this guy so worried that we're going to die?" Is is these people are just walking around without any sort of like breathing apparatuses? Because they're like, "Oh, it, it, without, they make a the, comment about it, yeah, because like this is like a class M, <laughs> RJ. Well,
2: they say pretty good atmosphere you got here." Lots of yeah. oxygen.
1: But they didn't even know. No, they didn't. No, they, they, <laughs> they didn't.
2: just walked off and they're like,
1: oh, okay, well, we're not, we didn't die.
2: That's where Roddenberry came in and was like, well, you should probably assess these things before you it. just jump into it.
1: That's right. You have, to, you have to have instruments that can detect these things. So they get down there. Robbie the Rob robot shows up in a little um, speeder. And the, uh, Robbie. Big Robbie,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: they get in, they, they speed over to the, the base. Uh, mm-hmm. And Morbius was, oh, hey guys. Yup. There was other members of this expedition, including my wife, but they're all dead now. Killed one by one by a invisible force on the planet.
2: <laughs> he said, he's listen, man, I wish I could help you, but there's an invisible critter here. He can kill everybody except for me. Yeah. Except for me. I'm a mu. And they go, how are you, Amun? He says, God, I wish I could tell you. Uh,
1: But luckily uh, for the the crew and audiences, uh, it's not just Morbius on this planet. Uh, It's also his daughter, Altara, uh, who's who's just like the the eye candy and and turns all the men into big horn dogs for the next 90 minutes.
2: For the extent of the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're all like... Lots of talk of kissing. Oh yes, you yeah. gonna do any
2: kissing here? And it goes kissing.
1: Mm-hmm. Why would you? Why would you want to do that?
2: Kissing and smooching. There's a lot of talk of that.
1: Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. So anyway, uh, most of this movie consists of Morbius expositing and telling us about how smart he is, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then talking about the aliens that lived on the planet before, um, called the Krell. Definitely yep. not like the Cree. No, um, not at all. And they made devi- like, a device that could like increase their intelligence uh, by double sometimes. And he did it to himself, so that's why he's so nice. fucking—he's so smart now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's talk about like how it's like powered through this like reactor that just keeps going. Um, so he like they're just like on the thing. There's a lot of chit chat, a lot of chitter chatter. Like wow. And you're kind of like, what's this Morbius guy up to? He seems Mm -hmm. like pretty, he looks like a bad dude. Look at that. Look at those eyebrows and that goatee beard of his.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Can't be up to, he can't be doing anything good.
0: Um,
1: Yeah. yeah. But yeah, eventually, um, yeah. So we had, we had this like, quote unquote budding romance uh, between uh, Leslie Nielsen and Anne Francis. That's just like, okay. But she's really into these dudes too. She hasn't seen like young dudes or like other than her dad. She hasn't seen other like men. She's she's like ooh la la. She's I into like, dudes. You say she's she's into dudes. <laughs> but then she like definitely makes a comment about like especially the two on the end and there's three of them. and You go oh poor middle guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. So anyway, um, th- everything seems to be great. And they're like, what's the problem? Everything on this planet seems wonderful. And uh, we can get you off of yours. Like, no, no, no need for that. Things, the invisible things might kill us. Well, and it's always like, why did you tell us? Well, because I had to draw the story more. That kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, the, the they start getting attacked. Um, they do? They do. Damn. Bad, bad stuff. By an invisible enemy, uh, the force field that they set up—it uh, it barely holds back this this enemy. Uh, there's some blasting; it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Dudes are getting killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then of course when I think it's when uh, Anne Francis, yeah, Altera screams, the thing vanishes, and it's like
0: something curious. like that. Yeah
1: curious um dr spock dr spock is that you curious curious Curious. um yeah we find out that eventually that this thing is a manifestation of the id do you know about the id rj uh
2: yeah i read i read a uh, sigmund freud book once one time yeah yeah i know about the id and the ego and the super ego you know about super ego
0: jared
1: and then you know about Krell machines?
2: Uh, I know about krill machines.
1: yeah, so it's the gimmick the, the The gimmick here is that in their in the pursuit the Krell's pursuit of in, an increasing their intelligence and like trying to become these kind of like perfect entities you know of pure reason and rationality, um, they left this void of the the id to be unleashed, and it is the id that killed everything on the planet, and it's happening again. Because uh old uh, Morbius, when he went to started doing it, he also stripped it out and it turned into an invisible force that drives us and can be destroy us, RJ. It's kind of kinda of like a metaphor or something.
2: Uh, what is what what is it a metaphor for?
1: I don't know. Humanity it's about it's about humanity, humanity versus humanity. monsters? Man, man is is perhaps hum- humans the real monster? Who man's?
2: What about females?
1: Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. So anyway, um, the creature, it's still coming at them. It's still going to get them. They hide in the lab. There's a whole drawn out scene of it burning its way through thick metal doors. Uh, Morbius, uh, discovers of course that he, because of the logical deduction that he himself is the source of the id monster uh and then he we had him t- talking himself out of it and talking it through so the thing will will go away on its own mm-hmm. um,
2: super ed some have said super
1: ed no. and then uh then they said a self destruction device to blow the planet up and you get to watch that happen which I think like
2: uh, is a waste because, like, uh, they talk about how that technology could power like a thousand moons for a thousand years or something. And it's so, just like.
1: I think the dumbest thing in this movie is this idea that, well, now that humans know, because humans are down the similar path, but once, now that humans know what will happen of it, this will definitely never happen to humankind, ever, ever. And I go, huh, you know, a million years is <laughs> a long time. I feel like people are definitely going to forget that this ever happened like the people will even question if it was uh if it was just fake news like mm-hmm. inside of like 20 years and it'll be like oh let's, let's continue going down that very path like people it, are it has questioning this,
2: like, things that happened yesterday and they're exactly it,
1: it's yeah the it's it's ridiculous like it is it has this like very um misguided sort of naive view of well, the 50s like, na- of, naive of stuff right 100 100% so okay, so I mean, I think the story is like pretty whatever. Like it, it doesn't matter. The movie looks cool. It's kind of boring. Uh, but I think probably one of my absolute favorite things about this movie is the oh. the music. Yeah, the, the, music's the good. the score. This like the electronic score. Um, it's kind of like Bob by BB. Uh, B, 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 yeah, BB B and Louis uh, Barron. It is so good. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, it's like this stripped down. Theremin minimalist stuff, um, with uh Moog's uh, synthesizers, and or, sorry, it came up before that, before Moog's, but it sounds exactly like it, and it's used very minimally throughout the movie, and yeah, it's like it's pretty awesome. It's a, it's totally a, a highlight of this, and I'm like, huh, this is a pretty groundbreaking score right here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Don't really have much other thing that pops to mind at the moment. So, RJ, as, as, as a fan of the sci-fi and robots, uh, as we all know you are. Robots. Uh, robots. What did you think of Forbidden Planet?
2: Uh, this is a rewatch for me. Majer- ah. It only took about 20 minutes of being into this movie where I went, have I seen this minutes. movie before? <laughs> wow. And then I, I opened up the letter box and I went, Oh yeah, I have seen this before. It's too Absolutely. hard to keep track sometimes, Jared. It really is. It really is, you guys. It's thank, too hard. thank
1: goodness. That uh,
2: Letter boogs d- exists. Yeah. That's uh that's what the professionals call as a letter yeah. Boogs. yeah,
1: That's right. You know what boogs. I mean? Boo. Boogs. Uh
2: so this was um apparently a rewatch for me yep but i didn't remember until i was like half an hour in okay so as you mentioned before i watched this in 2018 it's like five years ago we we're a little bit fresher we're a little bit more excited still uh i'm a big fan of the 50 sci-fi as i've said many many times so uh or maybe not many many but as people could probably pick up i i do like 50 sci-fi stuff i i do like the the naive it, Aspects like you kind of brought up before, and um, I like the hope and optimism as all the uh strange new worlds fans like to say about uh Star Trek, we're bringing back hope to the series, and you go, okay, uh, but I do, I, I do like uh some of that stuff, but uh, I think this movie is still cool. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna be as hot on it as I was originally because there's some stuff you're like, Meh. but uh, I do really like 50 sci fi stuff, um. I think the laser monster is really cool. Uh, now, having seen all of the Star Treks, which when I watched this movie I hadn't, uh, mm. it, it is incredibly Star Trekky because uh, I didn't watch Star Trek until COVID year, so I hadn't seen any Star Trek before I saw this. So this was my first kind of jump into this, but um, which I guess is fitting since it came first. But uh, yeah, I like I like how Star Trekky it is. I know it came first, but like I like the naval set up on the ship and a um, lot of the gadgets they use and like the way that they go about kind of trying to solve their problems with it's like, like there was one thing in there that I thought was incredibly star Trekky, where the engine, the chief engineer, the O'Brien is like, uh, he's like, it's busted up beyond repair. It's, it's never going to work again. It's impossible. And uh, Leslie Nielsen's like, so it's impossible. How soon can you have it? And the guy's like, I don't know, two hours. And he's like, all right, make it an hour. And then he, like, leaves. And I was like, that's incredibly Star Trekky, Where it's like, the hyperdrive's gonna take 18 years to re-reflectuate back. And they're like, you got 28 minutes, bud. And they're like, all right, we'll do it, I guess. So uh, I think that's very Star Trekky, which is cool. Um, the planet story itself, like, yeah, the, uh, the super id monster guy, you're kind of like, yeah, whatever uh but dr morbius and his daughter i think are cool like this is like an episode of star trek that you just they go to a planet and there just be a dude there and you'd be like i have a great intellect that nobody has and you're just like okay that's cool that's neat that's cool um so i like i like that part of it as well but uh no i i still like forbidden planet i do think there's a lot of really cool stuff in it like i like all the I do like all the kind of, I don't know how to phrase this, like the established uh, roles that the guys have, like the military, naval kind of stuff. Like, I think that's well done. Uh, I do think it looks great. It sounds great. I think all the, the laser monster stuff is super cool. Like, mm-hmm. that just looks better. All those red laser things and, like, the monsters, it just looks way better than stuff we get now um lots of pretty colors and you're just like man like it wasn't that hard 60 years ago 70 years ago shouldn't be that hard now anymore but uh it is unfortunately uh so all that stuff looks really cool the story's all right um i do like that it's like a flying saucer i really like the thing they have in their core where it's like the flying saucer on like a leveler basically so they can see if their ship is like like how they are in three dimensions. I thought that was a really neat idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what else was I gonna say? Aliens. I do think the intro is really cool with the spaceship flying by the the like the red sun and stuff like that. But yeah, some of this movie is kind of like boring. Um, yes. a lot of the Doctor Morbius stuff is really boring because like... this is where
1: this is where doctor Morbius would go i expected you to say that rj I... as a as a genius uh,
2: i'm with with well a, with, aware a, of that.
1: with an unf- with an unfathomable uh iq i mean i i definitely foresaw this and i'll explain to you uh, the many oh. fa- many ways in which you were incorrect
2: yes yes i'm i'm aware <laughs> uh, i'm I'm aware i'm well aware that's too bad, man. That is too bad. Uh what was I going to say? I don't. But yeah, no, I don't know. It's 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 a mixed bag. I I do still really like uh the 50 sci-fi stuff. I just I think it's neat. I think it's neat. And I like the aliens and all that kind of junk, but uh um yeah, Dr. Morbius is boring. And then when it gets to the super id stuff, you're like, "Man, eh. One thing's really funny, though, when Wesley Nielsen, when the ship first plants down and he's he's running down the stairs, but he's doing it very properly. I feel like that was just him doing that because he thought he was he thought it was funny. But uh, I don't know. I think Forbidden Planet's a, still a good show. I don't I don't think it's incredible or anything like that. But uh, if you're in a 50s sci-fi, I think you'll get some enjoyment out of it. You know?
1: Yes. I mean, if I you're like in it. the if you're in the mood to mm. 1950s sci-fi. Forbidden Planet is uh there for you. But I mean, I don't know. There's not a lot to delve deep into this, honestly.
2: Um It's a fifties yeah. romp, but
1: it,
2: yes, in terms but... of 50s sci fi stuff, there is there's some of these that are like absolute fucking slammers. Yeah. It's not that. It is it's a okay. decent show, but it's well, it's well, not let's that see
1: what, which ones would those be? Let's take a good look. War of the Worlds. Fifty sci-fi that I've see seen. Say the Earth stood still. Um that I rank. Well, I mean, yeah, this to me doesn't rank with like uh, uh, original Godzilla.
2: Original Godzilla?
1: That's yeah, not up there. I, I do think uh, the f- 1958 Fly is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Them from 54 is good. Quatermass 2 is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thing from Another World's probably better
2: too. Uh, uh, Thing from Another um... World's pretty good.
1: Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
2: Body Snatchers is one, good. one of the
1: uh, another early laser uh, disc watch. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that one was uh, a little bit more interesting. Some
0: mm-hmm.
1: some interesting ambiguity with its idea of like, oh, is this talking about communism or capitalism? Yeah, is that a metaphor? But yeah, most 1950s sci-fi, for the most part, it's like, yeah, you might love it or you're gonna be like, okay, I'm good, I'm good. Because, mm. hey, remember First Man into Space?
2: Uh, I do remember that. Remember the yeah, atomic
1: it's... submarine?
2: <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. It's yeah. not all good. No, uh, that, stuff
1: a... is like, that stuff is like super cheap in That's comparison. Tough, yeah. like, forbidden Planet is like is much a, lav- a lavish production.
2: Yeah, this is much better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like the 50s. I mean, I just like 50s stuff. 50s cinema yeah. is really nice. Yeah. I feel like stuff like this was on at my grandparents' house a lot, and I didn't realize what it was, you know? Ah, uh, maybe. maybe. Like, it was just on the TV.
1: Uh, what, did, you, did you like the music? The, the yeah, the sound, music's great. The sound, yeah. the score.
2: It's kind of like, it's good <laughs> stuff, I like it.
1: Good stuff. Uh, you want to hear from some people who hate this movie? Yes. I, I mean, some I feel like
2: it's people, it's like, why are you watching a 50s movie? I feel like yeah. it's going to be a lot of those people, you know?
1: I heard that this was a classic. You're like, ah, amongst, oh, yeah. like, I don't know, Joe Dante and uh, John Landis, probably. It's a generational thing. Those those guys would, like, lap this shit up. And this is, like, icon- yeah. like big Horst Ackerman. Oh, he'd be... Of course. Sticky. He'd be oh, sticky yeah. thinking about these movies. And I get be it,
2: all but, over it.
1: No. And that poster is so awesome so good
0: so it looks like a yeah, skull
2: it looks like a skull it's wicked man it's wicked
1: uh what do we got here um we got corn dog mcgraw oh. i never want to see this again uh I mean, oh, oh, kobe rules uh again they're but they're, they're uh, all about half stars yeah. corn uh Dog's what have
2: got barbie in their favorite films which i feel like is not great
1: kobe rules yeah.
2: man That dude don't like nothing hey nope oh.
1: Uh, how about what well, we got? I love Rango, heart, heart. Okay. Half a star. Just weird and rape themed. Like, bro, look at the poster. Skull no. Skull Skull.
2: No, I disagree wholeheartedly. Robbie's saving her in the poster. He's saving her.
1: Uh, He's saving her. This person
2: just four starred Blade, so they're, they don't have the worst opinion.
1: <laughs> there you go. Lily Spree, half a star. A bunch of men not satisfied enough to express their toxic masculinity on Earth, so they travel to a faraway planet and express their toxic masculinity there. This all disguised in the wonder of science fiction. I refuse to defend that this film was made in 1956, and therefore we must accept that sexism was normal in that time. Blood shaming was never normal, and I find this film disgusting for it.
2: Um... I mean, I don't really agree with that. Like, some of those guys are misusing that girl with the make and out and stuff. But, like, other than that, I don't think it's it's like that. I, like this person, that. <laughs> I mean, I, a lot of these people have a Miyazaki film as their favorite film, which I find interesting. Like, almost all of them. But this person has uh, Shanghai Noon, Memoirs of a Geisha, and Moulin Rouge as their other favorite yeah. films. Shit. So, interesting.
1: Wow. Uh, Annalise, half a star. Don't fucking bother. Just go get a colonoscopy instead.
2: Classic. Someone commented, excuse me, and they said, what now? Oh, one of their favorite films is Three Women.
1: (laughs) Cassie? Vix, Cassie? Uh, Oh, really? Half a star. This reminds me of the time I reached into the garbage disposal and found broken glass in it. An entirely miserable, disgusting experience that I would rather not repeat. Oh, come on.
2: It's so weird. In Cassie's bio, it says, my dad is part of an elite police team in the Farmington area, and everything was cool until season three. I don't I don't know what that means.
1: That's just what, scary. What... It's just shocking.
2: <laughs> just shocking? Yeah. Bizarre.
1: Uh, Yolanda mm-hmm. N- Knockjob. Man, uh, women hate this movie. I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. It has to be the most misogynistic thing I've ever seen. The born sexy yesterday trope legitimately made me want to throw up. The rape culture was not only disgusting, but the trough line of the plot, too. Trough line? Okay. Throw line? I don't know. Plus, capitalism winning and be right is not a message you want to convey right now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> okay, I got, I gotta call this.
1: This is like a troll, isn't it?
2: Well, I gotta, I gotta call him a hundred percent. This is a hundred percent a hypocrite because one of their favorite ma- movies is "Call Me by Your Name," which I'm not a member of the gay community, but I found that movie to be incredibly predatory. And inappropriate. So,
1: Capitalism one, RJ. This is not the message you want to convey right now. In 1956.
2: I I, I also uh, disagree with that. Because Dr. Morbius wants to keep the machinery for himself. And Leslie Nielsen is like, no, no. He's like, you don't get to decide that. He's like, we as a collective will decide what to do with this. So I feel like, if anything, this is a collectivism movie. Not a capitalist movie. You know what I mean? Like, are you hearing what I'm saying, Jer?
0: Uh, and then another person, Luger,
1: also mentioning super misogynistic writing, part of his time, but unwatchable today. Um,
2: They only have three. A lot of people
1: going the on. They, they have a lot of things. A lot of people just go on. One star, sexualizing women even in space. Stopped after 30 minutes. Too much Testosterone. And then, and then there's Kyle Mick something or other. Boy, I do not get the appeal. Never liked Star Trek much, as why would I like this feature-length episode with half the budget? What? <laughs> half the budget?
2: Half the, No, no. This movie's got an incredible budget.
1: Half the budget of a Star Trek movie, episode? Uh, I think that's what they're trying to say. And they clearly talking out their ass. They're doing what? Talking out they ass. Oh, okay. Fun seeing Leslie Nielsen in a serious role, even if it's the silliest serious role you could imagine. Watched on TCM. Uh, Mary Annex. Man's subconscious desire to fuck a child in a woman's body. Thanks, Freud. I mean... Would, would uh repeat that answer into the microphone, please?
2: Uh, I'd like to state that my opinions are not reflective of my true person, and this is a character for a podcast.
1: How is this more sexist than the source material written 400 years before?
2: Asked 400 Ray. years before? That's oh. when written pl- Forbidden Planet was written?
1: No, Uh. yeah, apparently.
2: <laughs> 400 years before?
1: Yeah. So they, th-
2: they thought this movie was written in the uh, 1500s?
1: This The source material, RJ. <laughs>
2: the source material? What was the source material written 400 years before? Uh, I, uh, I, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just, I, you,
0: you I, ha- I
2: have a real problem trying to understand what the source material 400 well, years you know, okay, before. Well, you know what
1: they're talking about? Uh, you no, might not. I don't. Uh, they're talking about uh, William Shakespeare's The Tempest.
2: Get fucked. Get out of here. <laughs> the Tempest uh, wasn't written at, from, like, an outer space perspective.
1: It was the sort, it's the basis of the story, aren't they?
2: Oh, the Lion King is Hamlet. Uh, This one's Macbeth. It's like, yeah, we fucking know. Just get over it. Caliban? Caliban? You know, from Cal- uh, Cal- DC's Apocalypse? Mm-hmm. You know Caliban?
1: Uh, well, there's that Caliban but- with...
2: Dark Side Son. Cal- Calibac? Calibac.
1: Yeah, what are you doing Calibac. here? calabac Calibac. Caliban was also a uh, mutant in an X-Men comic. Caliban. Oh, yes.
2: I, I've read a comic with Caliban.
1: Yeah.
2: With Caliban. I can't remember what it no. was, but... Just,
1: this is just... Ridiculous, yeah. These I understand cool. people not loving it or liking it or whatever because yeah, like they probably watch fine, it for free whatever. and they go and they go. This is so boring, and then they just lose interest. They go, yeah, it is kind of boring, but it's got like yeah, it looks awesome and the, yeah. the music's wicked. So there you go. That's two out of three. Most movies don't have have none. Most of the movies that we watch have zero things that are interesting about it. Zero, mm-hmm. nothing. Most of them. Horrible music. They uh, look. These are monsters. They look bad, and they're also boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah just because I mean, like, we get it. John Criterion is like super boomer dude who mm-hmm. uh, fetishizes like he's like imagined childhood because he's watching these things on repeat and talks about how everything was better in the fifties and doesn't even understand why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and and he just "This is real art." And he put it on laserdisc. And yeah, never made a leap to DVD. On start of criterion proper. But uh, one yeah. day it might. One day it might. And then we won't have to watch it again either. That's incredible. That is the best. Uh that that'll be the end of the Voyages of the C57D. It doesn't really have a ring to it. USS Enterprise
2: The Enterprise D?
1: Enterprise. Easy. Hmm. Uh, any final thoughts on Forbidden Planet? I mean turf these losers out.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I like 50 sci-fi, and I think people yeah. who go in there and not liking this, it's like, why are you watching it to begin with? This isn't for you, bud.
1: Well, I mean they it. it is for them. They expect to like it a lot, and then it uh it's not at all what they wanted. Yeah. No. Uh but then you have Grindcore Marcos, five stars. Robbie the robot was my favorite part of the movie. Fuck yeah. This is how you sci fi.
2: (laughs) I mean, Robbie is pretty cool.
1: I didn't understand half the shit they were talking about, but this is a great film. And all the technical science mumbo jumbo is beyond me. It's not even hard to follow. It's just, it's nonsense. Fine. How is this, how can this possibly be beyond you? Well, there are two of, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's Two bumped. of their
2: favorite movies are good movies, but they're fairly brother movies. Oh, you know what I mean. Those are good movies, very
1: good. Hey, well, Trainspotting is the worst of the five,
2: four. Right *Transponting* is not. The, yet.
1: Three, three out of four are like all time fucking amazing movies. Yes. Yeah.
2: Like, but yeah. I feel like if they're only watching those comedy shows, and they're like, I can't understand those, this. It's those like, those they're they comedy shows. Those they're comedy shows. There's it, nothing complicated uh, in this
1: This is why Letterbox is terrible, though, because you get people to write things like, Robbie the Robot, non-binary icon.
2: Oh, yeah, I was going to say that, actually, because uh, they're like, are you boy or girl? And he's like, it doesn't really matter. Robin- I mean, yeah. This person
0: loves movies. It's <laughs> not what you thought I was going to say, was it? Yep. Well...
1: Damn. That's it. Right, After the break, we're hitting self destruct on this podcast. Goodbye. Just the podcast. <laughs>
0: the world, 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 the
1: RJ, if you were a robot, what kind of robot would you want to be?
2: I would like to be a robot. they
0: kind of like, kind of like,
2: he's like a good guy, you know? Like a therapy bot. Like that someone just kind of talks. No, I don't want that. A chef bot, chef bot. I want to, yeah. I just want to cook stuff. Chef bot. Chef bot. Would you be a sex bot? you, Jared me? Duncan. Would, would you be a sex bot?
1: You're not supposed to ask me these questions, RJ.
2: Jared, are, do you want to be a robot designed only for sex?
1: I've, I've been told I am a robot.
2: Designed only
1: for sex? Um, To f- file comics.
2: Wow. What else are you a robot designed for?
1: Um, Existence.
2: Some have said that my existence is a uh... Cruel. Something I can't remember what I sent you the other day. Remember the thing remember from that either. comic book? We didn't talk about that.
1: Oh yeah, you you fucker.
2: I forgot. I read it. We what, talk what,
1: about what, next what, week. What, 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 well, you talk about it now. What did you What did you read this week, RJ?
2: I read this book that uh, Jared gave me um, called uh, "They Live in Me" by uh, Jesse Jacobs. Yep. It was a book from the house's perspective. No, RJ is home. often
1: asking about these about things from Blank's perspective. Um, I got it, the book for you. It's
2: it's a haunted house book from the house's perspective.
1: It's good. Right. It's good.
2: Yeah, uh, I like uh, I like his drawing style. It kind of it's not quite like it, this dude, but the only guy I can compare it to is that bath bathwater guy. You know okay. that bathwater. Do you know what I mean?
1: Bath bathwater. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, James. I, I know you
2: know who I mean. Yeah, no one else will, but. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Have you have you read that book? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, I. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. No, I liked it. It's good. I I like yeah. it from the uh, haunted houses perspective.
1: That's right. It's it's yeah. a very uh, underheard voice in horror. Yeah. I, uh,
2: I I also like I I liked what was going on with uh, this this cycle of people entering them. I yeah. got a good uh thing of. The adult kid who's like, my teeth just dissolved. The house is eating my nutrients. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's good stuff. Oh,
1: that's yeah. where the spiders come from. Oh, my God. And you can email us at criteriaincrease at gmail.com eventually or sometime. and Let us know how you feeling, how you doing, what kind of robot are you? Are you
2: do Write you us, have, write yeah, us
1: an email from your perspective. the email's perspective.
2: Yes. That's a good way to
1: go. We got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Don't go to Barnloaf. Facebook. It's trash. So it's Twitter, which we're also on. In nah. threats. it's all trash. Your life's better without it. We might just uh, abandon everything. We just, just, just listen to the podcast. Listen to mm-hmm. us every Thursday morning whenever you listen. Oh,
2: we're on Discord.
1: And we're we got a Discord. And it's probably we're... the
2: only place you should go.
1: Probably beautiful, pretty it's good beautiful online there. community. It's, it's safe. Don't trust other podcasts. They're lying to you. Only trust us. Only mm. us. Uh yeah, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, blah, Tumblr. Yeah, they are the only ones that love. We're us. on Death Stranding. Hey. Death Stranding. Next week. Wow, we're watching more like old-timey yes. sci-fi action. Yeah. This yeah. one though, with another like an honorary Canadian who's not Canadian, but man, he br- sure br- here sure could be. Who? Adam Adam West oh adam West um and uh and Robinson Crusoe on Mars
0: okay Adam west is um Canadian Canadian he's an, he's an american actor r j dude that dude was
1: born in Coldale Coldale you wish
2: he is the pride of Tabor. It's yeah, not just corn that they're doing was, was he
1: that guy you saw driving around with that corn on the cob?
2: Yeah, well, where do you think you learned that skill?
1: That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is 60s sci-fi. It's not as good as 50s, but hey. There you go. It's got a monkey in it.
2: Does it? Is, is the monkey harmed in any way?
1: I hope not. But I don't know if you looked at this poster very closely, but there's a monkey on this dude's shoulder.
2: I have not looked at the poster very closely.
1: You see that? You see that monkey?
2: I I'm not looking at the poster even now. Oh damn! I'll see it when I log the film.
1: Okay, that's very well. I
2: will pop the page uh, yeah. as I'm watching the film, and then there I'll are there,
1: there's monkeys on shoulders, and there's like buff dudes with like Prince Ad- with Prince Adam haircuts.
2: What's a Prince Adam?
1: You'll find out. I You'll will see. find out. You will find out in the next seven days. You'll be like, that's the that's the Prince Adam?
2: Interesting. What about the Prince Albert? What is that? Can you uh, tell me about that?
1: Uh, You know about the taint? No. Oh. Well, that's a conversation for another
2: time. Can you tell me about that?
0: Good night. Oh. I did. I only watched one movie. Um... Cause I was
2: busy. I went to Calgary for the weekend, and that was fun. Uh, hung out with friend of the show Ryan Angles, so we stayed at their place. And I didn't watch any movies on the weekend. And then when I got home, I was catching up on a few things. And there was that Royal Rumble, you know. Mhm. So I didn't. I didn't have a lot of time to fit anything in, Jer. Yeah. I did get one movie in for you though. You did. Uh. So I I finished off my uh my plunge my January sci-fi trip. I have a couple more I'm gonna watch, but you know. Anyways, uh, I watched uh, another Jarrett pick, mm. uh, Forbidden Planet from 1956.
1: Uh, have you seen this movie? Long ago, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I rented it like ugh. way back when. It's
2: one
0: of those VHS.
1: Yeah, it's a it's one of those cult classic type deals. Um,
2: it is so uh, this movie gets praised a lot for influential uh, visuals and ideas and uh, soundtrack soundtrack. Yeah, so it's a big deal sci-fi. So I um I've heard about it before. Uh, I, I did see that there was kind of a split. Like some people, there's a lot of like five stars, and then there's a lot of like low star ratings. So I was like, hmm, must be a good split. So I kind of get it now. Uh, so this movie is about like uh, a Star Trek like crew landing on a planet that was like kind of colonized like 20, 30 years before. So they're like checking in. They're like, we got to go see what's going on, on on this planet. So they get there and they get a distress call from a guy. He's like, don't land here. You'll all die. And he, and they're like, what? He's like, don't come here. We're OK. <laughs> we're We're good. You know, you don't need to check on move us. We're along. fine. Yeah, move <laughs> along. This exhibit is closed. Uh, so they're like, oh, that's weird. Uh, and the captain I didn't mention is a very young Wesley Nielsen. Oh, yes. And uh, I only I, I the only reason I even knew that was because I saw his name in, in the credits and then I saw him. I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me it took me a couple minutes. I was like, is that him? Mm-hmm. Is that actually him? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he's the captain. And uh, what was I going to say so they land. And they're like, "What's going on at this place?" And this uh, really adorable robot named Robbie the Robot comes up. He gets a t- uh, his own introduction in the title cards, which is cool. Introducing Robbie the Robot. I think the company had big plans for him. And uh, the robot brings him back. It's just this old dude named like mafesto or something <laughs> like that, and uh, his like temptress daughter who wears like bikinis all the time and can talk and control animals. Um. And so so what's this movie about? That's kind of it. So it, it's, it's really good. It has, like, super good visuals. Like, everything looks awesome. Like, all the sets are really good. Uh, it's, like, Cinescope... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Technicolor-type stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, lots of ray guns that shoot, like the the red and the greens and I, I don't know how to describe it but it's got that like 50 sci-fi look where you can tell exactly what it is and it looks awesome like it all looks really good um like their spaceship their sets are wicked uh wicked wicked good um it's like we, that that's proper english wicked wicked good uh no it, it, like everything like looks kind of real like it looks like it actually has a place and it's practical yeah but also like kind of fantastic so it's not like Unnecessarily, like stuff that's just kind of like lying around, like a glowing orb, and they're like, Oh, that's our orb, it -hmm. just glows, right? But there's guys like that come down poles and then like get move up poles, and there's like these telescope things and their spaceships on this big, like floating thing. Looks pretty cool. The only thing that's goofy is uh, it's really funny, there's like microphones everywhere, like because Leslie Nielsen walks around and then he's always like talking to the crew, he's like, Crew this is what we're doing but every time instead of like having one thing there's always one mounted on a wall and he'll grab it and he'll be like all right crew this is what we're doing and then he'll put it back on the wall and then literally he'll move like not kidding like a foot and then there will be another one there and he'll grab that one and he'll be like all right guys this is what we're doing now <laughs> they're like fucking everywhere uh which i thought was pretty neat uh there's also a scene where he like when they first land, he stumbles down all the stairs like really, really fast. And I'm not sure why he does it, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, all right. What else is in this movie? It's got some cool ideas, big ideas, Whoa. some uh, interstellar type ideas. There's almost a, a t- Tesseract style thing. They go into like the core of the planet and it's like miles and miles of squares that are like energy cubes and stuff like that. Hmm. I thought that was cool um they talk about like uh all the, this like grand civilization and all these like it's just it honestly it just felt like a, a really good episode of star trek right like an hour and a half long episode of star trek that had awesome production and uh it sounded um, like it sounded great it looked great um everything was on point the only thing though Uh, that I think keeps this from being like a five-star movie is there is a big lull in the middle Mm. where um, it's all about uh, the daughter. So, like, there's this, like, uh, daughter that's, like, prancing around. And uh, it's it's really weird. Like, uh, so Leslie Nielsen has, like, two guys with him and the two guys see the daughter and uh, the guys look at, like, the dad. And I'm not even kidding. The guy's, like, uh, he basically is just, like, he says like almost to a quote. He's like, "You know, we've been in space a long time. We really need something like this. Can we have her?" Like he he's basically like, "Can we take your daughter for like some rough raping for a while?" And the guy the guy dad looks at the daughter and he's like, "Yeah, I can imagine you would need that." And he's like, "Maybe and he's like, "Maybe not today." Uh so it's like it's really weird because there's there's all this like they're talking to her and it's not even like just 50 sexism. It's like Cause I've been watching a lot of these fifties movies. It's weird, man. Like they're all like <laughs> the guys, like uh, one of the guys like takes the girl away and he's like, Hey, we got to do kissing because it's good for energy exchange. And she's like, okay. So they're like smooching a lot. And then Leslie Nielsen will come out and he'll be like, what's going on here? And then the guy leaves and Leslie Nielsen And uh, he honestly says, he's like, he's like, by the way you're dressed. Uh, I, I ought to let him do what he was going to do. You had it coming. So he, he drops one of those uh you-would-have-deserved-it you, you deserved it lines yeah. on this girl. Uh, Yeah.
1: It's, it's it's of its time. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a, well, see, that's what I mean, though, because I've watched a lot of these now, and th- this one had the most of that, and I was just like, Whoa. Uh Not that that, like, took... Hey, no. Yeah, th- th- that didn't even, like, bring it down for me that much. It's just that they give it so much time. There's, like, half an hour where it's just, like, <laughs> dudes courting this lady. Ooh. And... Uh, and then, like, at the end, too, she ends up with Leslie Nielsen. And there's even this, like, goofy line where uh, one of the other, like, star, like, crewmen looks at Leslie Nielsen. He's like, he's like, sorry about all that stuff, Captain. Uh, clearly, she picked the better man. And Leslie Nielsen's like, <laughs> and he, like, punches the guy in the gut. He's like, you old, you old horn dog. It's like, so there's stuff like that in there. And like that, that kind of it does kind of bring it down a little bit because it is a significant amount of time. It's like 30 minutes mm-hmm. of a 90 minute movie. Hmm. But other than that, it's wicked. The effects are super cool. Like they do. um, They do really neat stuff. Uh, like there's one scene where one of the, like they're playing around with each other. They're like unloading things and they have this big magnet crane. And uh, one of the guys puts like this net in his back pocket. And Leslie Nielsen like winks at the crane driver and the crane magnet activates and then the guy's butt that has the net in the pocket gets sucked up into the crane Uh, and it, it looked like a cool effect. Like he was probably on a rope or something, but I was like, that's neat. It's very neat. Uh, And there's a giant monster in it, too, which is pretty cool. So it's invisible. Yes. But you do see it when they shoot it with the rays. And it looks awesome because it's like neon rays, like bouncing and like uh, going over this. uh, It's like
1: a drawing, basically, too. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, There's a really good mix of like drawing stuff, drawing effects um, and white and things like that. So this movie does look like amazing. Uh, The monster is cool, too. It's kind of like, do you know? uh, Do you know like Legend of Zelda?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know like when Ganon is like Ganondorf or whatever when he's the big pig right that's kind of what it looks like He's like the giant pig version of Ganon and uh it's I don't know uh this movie uh it looks awesome uh it's got some cool ideas um it's never like never like too cheesy except for the lady stuff but looks good it sounds good uh it's obviously inspired a lot of stuff but there is a, a bit of a a droll in the middle, right? But anyways, Forbidden Planet's is pretty dope. I liked it. Nice.